Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever live version of the Hogcast. 2018 was the first time we ever did a Hogcast many, many moons ago now. And we always meant to bring it back. And now we finally have, but in a live format. For those of you who have heard the Hogcast before, we are a formatted podcast where I like to get in friends and guests and the like, and we sit and chat about all sorts of nonsense. And then we try and get some of you guys involved with various features that we've got involved. So one of the features that we'll be doing today is one called Am I Normal? If you guys want to be involved in future Am I Normals, make sure you guys do come and join the Gamehog Discord because the Gamehog Discord is where I've put lots of different submission things for Am I Normal, for questions for guests, and for our other feature, for Haiku Do You Think You Are? Haiku Do You Think You Are is a submission-based thing from you guys where you guys give myself and our guest a topic and the two of us must come up with terrible or funny haikus based on that topic. For those of you who don't know what a haiku is, it's a Japanese format of poem, which is usually three yes! lines in structure. Welcome, Mayo Santa. Thank you for joining the Twitch family. And it's one of those things that you typically write in a five-syllable, seven-syllable, five-syllable format of three lines. So that's what we're going to be doing today. It is lovely to see each and every one of you. Thank you very much for joining. But let me not hesitate any longer to introduce the man the myth the legend that is Mr. Ace Trader Liam say hello Liam and say hello Chad hell yeah you, you caught me kind of just like staring into the abyss as you changed scene just oh like no really like, you were just sort of vibing out vibing out to life there well liam yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back you were obviously the first guest that we had on the hogcast back in 2018 and that was a lot of fun we enjoyed it a lot and you and i have talked regularly about bringing this sort of format back and i I've think the live one is the best you I've you been have saying mate come on hogcast when season two i want to be on and here we are with season two. Now, like I said before, we have a lot of features that some of you will have seen in the Hogcast before. And I will say now, the Hogcast is not going to remain in the structure that you see today that it will be in a few months time i want to evolve this show i want to start doing more current stuff like we might start doing a news quiz i've also got a feature that will involve our very own uber kestrel double d i've commissioned him to start a little feature which is going to be very very fun but that will happen when it's ready but in the meantime we have a little bit of a chat and then we go through some of the questions now normally at the start of these hogcasts i would do a pivot questionnaire the pivot questionnaire for those of you who don't know is a little 10 question interview format that was made by a french gentleman called something pivot but it was mainly popularized in a show called inside the actor's studio and in that they would ask 10 questions and they're things like what's your favorite sound what's your least favorite sound what's your favorite word least favorite word favorite swear word if god is real what would you want him to say to you at the pearly gates things like that now liam you and i have done this already we so did. i wanted to come up with new questions that i think are equally as in 
you know insightful interview because you've been in many interviews and podcasts and people have often asked the same questions what's your favorite exactly yeah it's all the same Uh. thing now i will say a couple of people in the chat have already pointed out your cracking mustache ace trainer liam what is happening there why is there (laughs) such growth on that stash you are looking very like what's his name Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. You look just like Tom Selleck. And that's, and that's not me being arrogant. That's basically the other week. I just happened to accidentally pick up the grade two on my shaver to trim down, you know, all the loose straggly bits of my beard. And I did grade two instead of grade three that I normally do. And I ended up with not much hair around here and a big, thick slug of a mustache. It's and proper then since then, All that's happened is people have become in the chat going, huh, all right, Tom Selleck. And I'm like, yeah i'll take it that's not an insult that's the most complimentary thing you can say to a man with a mustache like that is the kind of mustache that would have given you a decent military status circa 1913 so you're doing pretty well mate in like in the 19 what in the 1960s or 70s do you know how many people would have ridden this thing like unbelievable i think it's time that we start by diving into these questions obviously this is going to go very off rails and these questions are basically there as tent poles while you I'm and i really sit bad for going on tangents as well that's fine the, so the, am i actually you've been on a few podcasts i was about way. to say literally about to say that you've been on some podcasts recently including the cultaholic one now that's a big deal podcast isn't it one of the longest episodes of desert island graps in history was ace trainer liam sitting down for two hours and 51 minutes wow is that one of the longest episodes they did one one of the longest they've done on that pretty impressive their their regular weekly podcast goes a lot lot longer like that this week that was like three hours and 25 minutes but their their side ones like desert island graps and straight to hell like i've got some long ones in there you've got some long ones in there did you have fun on the cultaholic podcast Mate, I love it. Love it. I've, I've been a big fan of them for a long, long time. So to actually sit down and talk to the lads that have been entertaining me. Because I am, like, first and foremost, I'm a YouTuber, but I'm also a fan of YouTube channels. So, like... You're a massive really wrestling cool to fan, too. Them. A what fan? A massive wrestling fan. Oh, yes. Massive wrestling fan. Absolutely. So you I'm are the person who's me. tried to introduce it to me as well. On both of the occasions that I've come up to your house, you sat me down and like, we've watched what's something. wrestling? But the thing is, you're quite a good guide to hold someone's hand through a wrestling experience because you go, well, like, let me quickly explain, like, what the, the beef is here between this Vendetta match and, like, this and is also, why this I, is happening. I'm always the one that when someone sits down with me and watches it and goes, oh, I just, I just don't get it. I'm like, shut up then. Listen to the commentary because they're constantly telling you the story of what's happening. Exactly, and yeah. you sit there and you go, oh, okay, that's why that guy's doing that particular thing. Okay. It was quite exciting. You did actually get me quite into it. So it's, it's cool that you got to go on a podcast that were your mates, but also was a big deal podcast where you got to talk about a passion of yours. That just sounds like yeah, a weird... mates now. Well, they're your mates now, yeah. Well, we're going to top that podcast, not with viewers, but with quality questions, Liam. Absolutely. So why don't we kick off with what I'm liking to call, instead of the Pivot questionnaire, the Pigo questionnaire. Oh, I hate you. Damn, we're good. So let's start with the very first question that I've written for the Pigo questionnaire. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm a big time introvert. I'm really good 
at faking being an extrovert when it suits me. So when I sit in front of a camera, when I go to a convention and I'm having to meet people, I can pretend that I am comfortable and happy and in my element being surrounded by people. But to my core, I just want to be at home. I just want to be on my own. I just want to be sat in my little bubble and no one bothering me because I'm a big old introvert. I, I, I get so nervous and so anxious. I'm so worried about saying or doing something that other people don't like and i'm just i just oh it, give, it gives me all of the shakes and all of that and how does something like con make it? you feel then something like con is quite a big like you have to be very extroverted at con yeah so how con does something like that is, make you feel i i have to like on the train down there and in the hotel on the day like before i go to the convention i have to properly psych myself up like come on you're basically at work you are you're this is you giving people a good impression because people have a certain impression of you from your streams and stuff hmm. but when you know you know they say don't meet your heroes if someone meets me after watching my streams for so long and they have a bad experience because they're like wow he was really fucking rude to me then at that point you've then lost a viewer yeah because you don't from going to a convention what we've learned and i think i think this is something that you also have, uh, have talked to me about you don't gain a lot of viewers from appearing at a convention no almost you get the not a person, handful you get the, you get a handful of people that go, oh, you seem like a cool person. Oh, yeah, your business card. Yeah, I'll check you out. But rarely does, for the amount of people that take your business card, only a small, minor, like less than 1% will actually go to the effort to type in your web address or scan your QR code. And also, code of that not. 1%, you then have a breakdown of they might just not like your content. And that's yeah, perfectly exactly. okay. So that's already a tiny fraction of a tiny so, fraction. So most of being at a convention tends to be meeting your audience who have already watched you and making a good impression so that they don't then go i'm not going back to that guy's streams he's an absolute arsehole so conventions i have to really rile myself up for and really bring out the best version of me sure and bring out you know ace trainer liam as people want to meet because if i just bring out brought out sad sack you know introvert liam where i didn't really want to talk to anybody and i kind of just you know brushed everybody off then i'd end up with no viewers left that's the thing. So at con, I would I would describe myself as a introverted extrovert. Mm. So I vibe off making people laugh in a group and being around people. And I also like, especially at something like con, where the people who come to con are typically, I'd say, more nervous than people who probably don't go to con. And so they're probably in a bit of an anxious zone. And for me, I feel like I'm fairly good at filling the air for that person. So they don't have to talk. I can just talk to them and ask them things. And they can you talk back. You don't like back. silence. I cannot handle silence. Yeah. And, but it's programmed into me on a radio level where like that's bad Everything if there's silence. Needs to be filled. Yeah. yeah, all airtime needs also, to be used. And also conversation, when there is a huge lull and there's silence, there's ways to fill it. It's just, it's the second someone goes, this is awkward or... This is weird. You go, well, now you've ruined it. Now I can't save this because you've ruined yeah. it. But if it's just a, a if it's someone's quiet or they're shy, I can help them out of that. Now, the thing is that things like con, like I said, I really like being loud and about and making people giggle and stuff like that. But the second my energy runs out, I want to be at home. 
I and just... you can see it. You, you can see it when, like, even when I stream and stuff, and even like in this right now, you can see that I I don't sit still for very long. Like I'm always doing something. You'll if you watch carefully enough, you'll see my arms move because I'm even just reaching out and just like I've got some I've got some uh, thumbsticks on my desk for like controllers and stuff. You're just twiddling. And I'll just I'll just twiddle those and just move them into a certain position, spin them round, stack them up, and things like that because I just can't sit still when I know there's an audience there when I know I'm being watched and I know that every everything I do counts yes I'm like I need to be doing something I need to be like I've got lots of I've got lots of little giveaways I think that people can if people have watched me long enough they can they spot them okay like most most of my audience can tell when I need a wee for example because like I'll start moving around a bit and have a bit of a wriggle and they'll be like, Liam, you can't concentrate on the game, can you? Because you need to pee. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, I think for me, my giveaway is that I start to get quiet. And that's obviously very out of character for me. Yeah, that's very And bad. that either means I'm focusing, but then typically if something's going wrong, like some people may remember we did a Valheim stream and I, um, I shut down because I couldn't figure out how to make it interesting. I couldn't figure out how to commentate over it and i just panicked and there's like you could see me going i'm gonna stop this stream because i don't know what the hell i'm doing so i i, I get worry that. so much about not being able to talk about what i'm doing or not not knowing how to take something that's happening and make it entertaining which is something people i, I would say I, I was gonna say a lot of people don't think about but i think a lot of people do think about it i just think a lot more people are oblivious to the idea that yeah anyone can like set up a camera and start streaming a video game but it takes a lot of effort and a lot of mental capacity to then make that entertaining big time and that is something a lot of people on both youtube and twitch do fail at and they don't worry about it on mixer <laughs> no they really don't but it's the kind of thing where i think you're you're sort of a good example because you have a lot of fans and because you're in the pokemon world people like yourself or toby you'll have fans who are at that age where they'll see that and go i can do that and yeah. they can the reality is they probably haven't figured out why your content is good what they take is the surface level stuff of i can put on a camera and talk about pokemon yeah it's a bit more than that i can play a video game and talk about it i can play warzone and talk about it with my face cam on i don't need a face cam i can play warzone and just talk with my voice all these decisions where you go but no one wants to watch that and there's yeah a lot of, so twitch is really hard for instance a lot of people will want to play a game like warzone warzone is so oversaturated like fortnite Absolutely. or apex legends they're very oversaturated and you're competing with the professionals who are really good at the game and people are watching because they're really good you're watching yes you're watching the entertainers who are already popular and very entertaining you're watching people who are smaller entertainers but are playing a game that they like like warzone this is like yourself for instance That's and your community <laughs> will watch you playing it and then you basically get everyone else who is someone who enjoys playing the game and is playing it to one to two people and you go i get that you enjoy it but if you're doing this to be found those games are unfortunately yeah, not the way to do it like oversaturated games are not the place to be found unless you're bringing something massively different to the table which a lot of us can't say we are even that's hard though because because really even if you are bringing something new, let's take apex legends even if you are bringing yeah. something really new to apex legends the chance of you being found in apex legends to even show off that you're being new is Whilst very hard. buried in the exactly search. so twitch yeah. is very hard and that's actually part of the reason reasons why i've moved away from doing more video game stuff and moved into doing shows like the hogcast or lyric showdown every wednesday at 7 p.m 
because those are fun and I enjoy doing them. And they're a bit different. They should sort of show off the game hog side of the personality more uniquely than just playing a game. But I also do like playing games on the channel occasionally. I'm waiting for some games later in the year. I'll tell yeah. you what, we'll come back to some good games coming up in the year because you streamed the Nintendo Direct and there's a handful of very cool things to talk about. But we can come back to that once we work through more of the Pigo questionnaire. So Aww. I will go on to question two. To you, what is the most calming visual in the world? Aquariums. Literally. I, I used to keep tropical fish, and I absolutely love them. I think they're absolutely great. Like, it's so relaxing to just sit, stare at an aquarium, and just let everything go by. You forget about the entire world around you, and you just sit and watch the fish doing their little bits and bobs. Some of them will literally just go back and forth and back and forth. It's almost like a freaking, like a metronome kind of thing. And you watch some of them scurry about and do whatever they need to do, all the bottom feeders and all that on the bottom. All right. And it's just super relaxing. It's it's the most, like I can just sit there for hours just watching them. I forget that anything else exists, forget the games exist, forget movies exist. I just sit and just chill and just enjoy the nice relaxing flow of just, River life, I suppose. <laughs> Pond life. Can you tell yeah. us about the fish that you used to have? I I had over the years I had like a whole a whole heap of different things. My pride and joy, which you can see in my really, really, really old videos. Please don't go back and watch them, they're hideous videos. Um and I'm hideous in them. But I had a giant garami which if i'd have had the the time and the money and the tank size for it i'd probably still have today and it would easily be about like three feet in size it was amazing used to i used to feed it bananas and apples and things like that it was so cool what how um, big is this thing bananas oh, apples yeah in a right? fish it was, tank it was a good like it was a big like this kind of size in the tank yeah that thing could swallow your fist did you ever try just oh. putting that in the water and watching a... sometimes i would put my thumb like near the tank and see if he'd go for it and like sometimes he he would and i'd you know recoil in horror like no i know you don't have teeth but still <laughs> oh i don't want to feel That's a terrifying. fish latching onto my yeah, fist right? while i grip an apple oh. that would feel strange so just a, any aquarium do you go to aquarium uh, when, aquariums and feel a sense of awe and relaxation yeah. if there's if there's some like anywhere i go to visit on the the rare chance i get to like not be in my office all day if we go somewhere that has an aquarium i'm like we need to go check out the aquarium asap because that's like the go-to um like the london aquarium i think it's the london aquarium has a massive guitar fish in there which is just absolutely i'm sure they do at. yeah like they, they just have everything there's so many cool aquariums about and like when you go to an aquarium and it's one of those massive tanks where it's like you know the the floor of the tank to the ceiling is like 20 feet and it's just um it's almost like someone's taken a big section of the sea carved it out and just dumped there's it always in the a big nurse shark and things going you, through you, it yeah you get that kind of realization of how minuscule life is in the world and like how how little humans matter when there are these giant just complete like what's the word these um just environments and ecosystems that we're not even a part of but are con th that cover more of the planet than we do it's cool. side tangent you like aquariums and you like fish what are your thoughts on being in the sea never ever yeah there's a reason aquariums exist and it's so that i don't have to get in the water 
Uh, I'm not a strong swimmer, but even more than that, I don't care if it's as safe as humanly possible with all the all the tech guys there and all the seasoned professional divers there to help you out, with the mask on that's strapped to you at about 30 times so there's no way it's coming off, with the oxygen tank on your back that has a fail-safe so it can't fail, also has a backup tank in case the fail-safe fails, you will not get me diving under the water. I'm like, no, because the minute I dive under the water, that is where I'm going to die, and I'm not doing it. We're not meant I, to be there. Not, it's okay ocean for a reason we evolved to be a land for a reason and it's because the land is fucking class mate <laughs> it's great i'm i'm a huge thalassophobe i don't like being in the sea i've always mm. been bad there because i've had a huge phobia of sharks for most of my life but now i can't get over it anymore in there fact i went on holiday with my family normally when i jump off a boat into open water i get an immediate panic that then goes away the last time i went jumped in the boat panic flared up and i went oh shit <laughs> this isn't going anywhere and i just got straight back on the boat oh, and had to be like sorry you guys go off i'm never getting in the water again there was a story last year about um a former professional wrestler called shad gaspard rest in peace he was in the water with his in the sea with his son his son got into a bit of trouble he went out to save his son and his son obviously like survived but shad got swept out to sea and found like days later and obviously you know he's now not with us and i just think look at the fucking size of that man go and search for a picture of shad gaspard he is a giant of a man if he can be taken by the sea like that what chance do i have <laughs> always since i was a kid i remember having stories read to me by my parents that were children's books that involved people going in an inflatable boat out onto the water and the tide oh. took them away and a dog goes out to rescue them and dies on the way back like i remember these stories a lot and i remember all the time my parents going don't go too far if you start to drift come back and at what? surf schools and stuff they teach you how to get out of it but it's powerful the I, ocean. I remember at the beach my parents refusing to buy me like rubber rings or those inflatable boats because they were like no because you'll get on them you'll get swept out and we'll never see you again and i always <laughs> thought oh you're just being petty but actually they weren't they were just being like we they like were spot on son, yeah they were spot yeah. on that's why you're still here and, and do, you know, do you know how much in the sea is designed to kill you exactly <laughs> it's the one no place we're not there. meant to be We've got the rest of the 25% of the planet that we can go on. And yeah, I don't even exactly. like being out in a boat in the middle of the sea. I feel such a sense of panic and loss when 360 degrees around you is no land. I've only experienced it once. That was with my dad. We went marlin fishing in Portugal. And we went miles out to sea to go and fight trawl for marlin out in the deep. And you couldn't see land. And I remember Horrible. just going, I have to go and sit inside the boat for a minute because I'm starting to freak out. It's Most really of the bad. time, I don't like being out in the streets and I'm designed to be out in the street. I'm designed to be on land and I hate being outside. So why would I want to be not only outside, but also in an element that I'm not supposed to be traveling on? <laughs> I hate sand. It's so... Sandy. Rough. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Now, speaking oh. of getting everywhere, and speaking of thalassophobia, you take that back. My mother is a saint. I think she's wonderful. <laughs> she's raised quite the boy. <laughs> I'll, I'll second that. Thank you, Liam. So, Your question three. Question three of the Pigo questionnaire that we've got. What is your greatest fear? Being broke. Like, being broke being like being destitute broke. yeah so 
My, I feel like, because there's not, there's not a lot when it comes to my purpose in life. Like, I'm not one of these people that's like, I'm, I'm on the planet to, to raise children and to, you know, to pass on my genes to the next generation, or I'm here to enlighten people, or I'm here to uh, educate people, or anything like that. I'm just here to be, to be happy. But I feel like if I can't provide for the people that I love, then I'm not happy like my key to ha like it's it, the the kind of other end of it my greatest fear my my greatest like my goal in life my purpose is to make myself and the people around me as happy and as comfortable as possible and my biggest fear is not being able to do that because that's the only time in my life i'll feel like a failure is if i sit there and you know let's say my my house has been repossessed or uh, i've not got enough money to buy food for that week or something that to me i'll sit there and go i have failed in my job as a provider like it's, it's it's, I'm quite open about the fact that um, Sophie in our house buys the shopping, but I insist on paying the majority of the bills because since I moved into this house and gained complete independence, like I gained independence from my parents when me and Ellie, um, a former partner of mine, moved into our own house. But then after me and Ellie broke up and I moved in here, I was the sole I was the only person responsible for any of the bills. And now even though Sophie's moved in and the common thing would be like, oh, let's split the bills 50-50 and I'm all for that. I'm very much like, no, 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 no. I've been providing for this house for so long and that gives me a feeling of like independence and like personal strength. And I want to keep doing that. If I can keep you happy and comfortable in this house, then I want to provide. And my biggest fear is not being able to do that. Like I'm going to start, if ever I get to a point where I'm not earning enough money and I have to go, hey, Sophie, you want to you wanna help me out with the rent and the bills this month? At that point, I'll feel like I failed because to me, it's not about masculinity or anything like that. It's about me as a person. I feel like that's my role and that's what I feel I need to do. I think that's totally respectable. I think that's completely respectable. Not, uh, like, it's not because I've never been a manly man, so it's never been like, oh, I have to provide because the man provides. No, no, I have to provide because the Liam provides. That's what Liam does. <laughs> and it's like, I remember my brother, like, holding a drink up in front of me, like a big uh, pint of beer being like, this is what a man drinks. And me just being like, well, I ain't drinking that then. <laughs> like, and like that, that ties into me ending up like teetotal and all that is because I just thought the idea was like... Fuck, like pathetic. tying whether you drink you or not to your masculinity what men want yeah. you to do but then the problem is if I, if people do hear like oh so, you know sophie doesn't like doesn't contribute much to the bills in this house it's like she can afford to <laughs> i just tell her i just tell her no that money's yours keep your money pay for the shopping that by all means if you want to pay for the food shop because you've really insisted that you pay for something that's by all means do that but when it comes to the bills things like that i want to do that because i'm a really controlling man no because i want to feel like i'm providing and i'm doing something with my life people in the chat are really liking the liam provides the liam provides put, put that on my tombstone the liam provides brackets not anymore <laughs> i think that's very deep though what you've touched on there is I, I being do able to the chat, by the way i am going to just crack on my aircon because i am noticing i'm starting to get a glaze like a that's all right i told up. myself i would turn my fan off so there wasn't going to be any kind of background hiss but the reality is it's just not doable it's, it's crept up to 26.4 degrees and i'm hot after 22 so yeah and especially if you're going to get in any heated discussions <laughs> regarding to your the fears. Americans, 22, wait, 26, 26 Celsius? That's nothing. <laughs> I'm in Texas and it's 35. And <laughs> yesterday it was 300 degrees Fahrenheit and my dog burned to death in the parking lot. You're like, yeah, great. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't usually have hot temperatures, so we're not built to deal with it. All our buildings are designed have to keep on. heat in. Yeah, exactly. We have insulation, motherfucker, and it's horrible. What is your place like during summer? 
horrible. It horrible. Because I, I don't, I, I make a point of not having my aircon unit that I bought last year on during recording because it can be heard and I hate it. And I'm I'm like you, I'm a bit anal when it comes to audio quality. Not as much as you, but still fair enough to be like, There's very I'm willing few. to sacrifice my well-being to, um, to get better audio quality than I do with the aircon on. So I'll, I'll cool my room down for a good hour to about 17, 18 degrees. So you come in here, you've got nipples burr, like rocket yeah, shit about to rip a hole in your shirt. <laughs> And Hi as guys. I'm working in here, as I'm recording for an hour, two hours, how long it takes, you know, however many takes it takes me to get to what I need to do, I get to a point where I'm two hours into recording and the temperature has crept up to 29 from 17. And I'm just like, I want to die. You can watch it throughout my videos. You can watch it. You see Liam, fresh face, clean, freshly powdered. And then powdered, the shimmering so forehead begins. Off. By the end of the video, you can't see me for the glare off my chrome dome. Like, it's unreal. <laughs> it's so true like even watching this as i started i was thinking okay looking looking fresh hairs looking all right and we're half an hour in and the fan never went off and i'm pouring with sweat and it's boiling and my hair's gone flat and i can see that my face is starting to get shiny i'm just we're i'm sorry, just everyone. thankful and i'm you you've mentioned it so i don't so i don't feel as bad like bringing it up because it's not like you're self-conscious about it but i'm just thankful you go as shiny as i do because then it doesn't look as weird it doesn't if you were there or even playing field as fuck, and i'm there looking like some kind of like primitive water feature <laughs> in some rich person's house like then i'd feel embarrassed but because you're there like you are you are the consummate best friend because when i look my worst you do the same just so i, I got you bro i'm always there for you man that, a wild like Ed, a wild shiny head is what michaela said that is exactly what happens we're that sort of pokemon moment of it makes me laugh as well because these are things that people will use to like criticize your appearance to try and get you when they're trolling you they'll be like look at the size of your forehead what what am i gonna do about that really am i gonna feel bad about something i literally can't control but i can't what sort of it that means that people have got nothing they've just got nothing like well your forehead's big yeah you know what i mean they could have jumped in with your mother doesn't love you i'd just be like well i don't love her so that's fair that's better than wow you had be big though this is a different question that we don't have on here but i will ask you it because we're on that topic what's the most cutting comment you've ever had on a piece of your own work Oh, now a lot most... of negative comments are pretty par for the course when you're an online creator a lot of them though as you've just mentioned are sometimes inane or very yeah, uninsulting or not very observational so overused that you're just like you could ignore them you could just yeah, go give me a, what give me something fresh but what's one the that most... hit you and you went they're right and they've hit the nail on the head and i feel like a failure sort of thing do you know what it was actually there was a while where i was using uh, this is gonna sound really a little bit pathetic really but i was using some kind of like a different kind of noise suppression i think it was um i think when i was recording with my lapel mic for like wtf moments for example i i kind of overdid the noise suppression within obs itself instead of doing it in post in premiere pro i did it within obs so i was like if i can get the noise cancellation everything done while i'm recording it's one less thing to worry about i don't need yeah. to edit the audio yeah. then it would kind of muffle my voice a little bit it's not massively noticeable to people that don't really care about that stuff but like if you go back and watch earlier episodes of wtf when i finally started using the lapel mic you'll notice it's quite muffled it's almost like there's something there and one person in a comment one day literally just put why does it sound like his voice is coming from behind a sock and that's so nothing but i sat there like is my audio quality that bad? And I listened to it back and I was like, 
it does sound muffled. I really don't like that. And I went through like an existential crisis of, well, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to make this any better. This is awful. My videos sound like crap. No wonder they're not doing very well. And Jesus. then that's when I went back and that that comment, that one comment convinced me to go back to the drawing board, start recording raw and edit my audio in post. And now I'm happy with the audio. But it was just such a bizarre, like I sat there for a good like half an hour, just like, is it has it been that bad all along and no one's told me like that's quite frustrating isn't it because people are very helpful in streams when there's an audio issue or a video issue speak for yourself well that's the thing is they can be but i've had some instances where there's been an issue the whole time and they didn't say anything until 90 minutes in it's it's literally like like you say 90 minutes in someone will go so how come the background why music is, is so much yeah, louder than Why is there a buzzing on the main mic and someone goes, oh, we, we just thought we'd ignore it. it. And we're like, tell me, I need to know those things. It's fucking People horrible. are all calling you sock voice now, old sock voice. Let me explain it's for those who care. <laughs> the reason why noise suppressors would have made Liam sound a bit more socky is when you put a noise frequency on, high frequencies, which are your like kind of sibilance up there, noise suppressors start to fade some of that down and leave just some of the warm the muffly lowering which means Liam would have been a bit like that I saw that you just wrote cock voice in the chat Liam just to really I add to I sock wanted, voice I just wanted to be included yep. <laughs> that's fair well yeah okay those are the kind of comments when someone actually hits a nail on the head of something that you're mildly insecure about when, when someone can hit when, when someone can land on something that you have not told people that bothers you like like people people can't hit me with a comment about my forehead or a comment about my lazy eye really unless they unless it's someone that i know that is deliberately saying something to try and hurt me then yes, then, yeah. then then it hurts then you're but going some randomer some randomer that I don't know from Adam and Eve, like saying, oh, oh his eye turns in a bit. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I've got a lazy eye, can't do anything about it, never going to be able to. So I just, it, it's there. It, it does what it does. It's just in love with my nose, you know? And <laughs> that's fine. I've got quite the nice schnoz. But when someone says something that you've not made anyone aware of, and suddenly someone discovers it, it it's like they're breaking through the shield. They've hmm. cracked the armor and they've got through to the flesh within, and you're like, oh. Oh my! Yeah. Oh no! That hurts. That really does. See, for me, it's I can't. That happens, I'm though. gonna say I can't think of any that have made me respond because they've hit the nail on the head. Because I'd say more often than not, the kind of comments that one gets on a YouTube video typically aren't that informed or insightful. But I've had Inversely, a couple. The though, ones that really make me jump to the response are ones where people clearly didn't watch the video, and I imagine that happens oh, with you a lot. Yes. I had one yesterday. And Chloe was here because we went out for lunch and I got a comment while we were at lunch and it was someone because I put the orphan 2001 video versus 2020 for the reboot in the first minute or 30 seconds of the video. I mentioned, yes, I'm aware that it was made in 1998, but the West didn't get it until 2001. So I'm referring to it as 2001. Oh, the comment no. was, you know, it came out in 1998 and not 2001, right? And so I instantly replied with, how much of this video did you watch? Because I clearly mentioned that in the first video. And his reply verbatim was, I tend to just skip to the ends of these videos to see the final thoughts. And I just went, you are utterly missing the point of structured videos by doing that. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, I get people doing that with your form fights or things to just see who wins just to care about that. But yeah. you're missing everything well, no, in between. Well, the worst part is, like Mary says, in the, in the final of the last season of Metromania, I said, 
Stay tuned to the end because I've got an announcement about the future of this series. And at the end of the video, I do the announcement, which is that the series, because it's not performing very well, it's it's been slowly declining. I'm going to create more buzz around it, you know, try to at least, by making it a yearly event. It comes around once a year for 15 weeks, then it goes away for the rest of the year, comes back next year for 15 weeks, and we do a season per year so that I've got more time to focus on WTF, the series that does way, 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 way better and gets a lot more positive feedback, a lot more likes, a lot more comments. It's better for the channel growth. It's better. For, for the channel as a whole being healthy so it's the best decision I could make and people comment on my videos going why haven't you done a Metromania recently I really like that series it's my favourite it's your favourite series but you've not watched the announcement at the end of the most recent episode that tells you what's happening to your favourite series it's your favourite series but at the start of that episode when it said here's an announcement at the end of the video about the future of the series which you'll probably care about if it's your favourite series they went oh I won't listen to that why, why, <laughs> why would I do I that it's my favourite series Arseholes. <laughs> I'm a big fan of a lot of the formats the news, that you've done. What? <laughs> I'm a big fan of a lot of the formats of you done. I really like Metromania and I really like Form Fight. And I actually went through a phase one very bored weekend during lockdown where I just went on a binge of the Form Fight playlist or Metromania, one of them. And I wanted to see who'd win. And I had it ruined for me by the comments in well, several don't videos. Read the on no, anything that has I made by the second <laughs> I scrolled down, I knew I'd made a mistake, and I saw I can't believe Gengar won. I'm like, you penis! Who wrote Metromania, this? Don't read the comments until you've watched the video. Form fight. Don't read the comments until you watch the video. Siri battles. Don't read the comments until you watch the videos because anything with an outcome, the comment, the top comment will always be, "Wow, I couldn't believe Liam won against Sophie. That's rare." WTF <laughs> like moments. What was the inspiration behind WTF moments? Oh, that's easy peasy. Um, and I do mention this in the early, like the early episodes of the series is Cultaholic, because, you know, always steal from the people you love, um, especially when it comes to money. I used to steal my mum's money all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no wonder she didn't love me. Um, yeah, so Cultaholic do a series uh, called WTF Moments where Ross goes through episodes of Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, their pay-per-views, and goes through all the things that didn't make any sense mm -hmm. or that were stupid or don't work with continuity and things like that. And I sat there watching it, and one day it just clicked in my head, wouldn't it be interesting if someone did this but for Pokemon? And I thought, well, Liam, you're someone. Why don't you do it? Because you love ripping things apart. And whenever you talk in streams about like things that are stupid, people go, mate, I wish you had like a series where you talk about Pokemon and stuff like that. So I thought, why not give it a go? I then sat on it for months because I was like, I don't know when I want to start it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know, don't know if I'm ready or not. And I got Sophie to make the logo, which she did a great job on. And I'm, I got someone to make the little intro jingle. She goes, what the fuck? And all that. And then I still sat on it for months. And just thinking, I'll do it at some point. I'll get around to it at some point. Because, like, starting the first episode is the hardest because you have to explain what the series is. You have to hope people get it. You kind of don't want the feedback of people, like, people more often than not will go why do you watch pokemon if you don't like it so much like i don't know i don't know why if you don't like it so much that you've made an entire 20 minute video talking about it why don't you just not watch it that's an option there's, well there's, there's a like, simple response to that you have you seen what happens when you put up the same video of positive versus negative the negative one gets oh, yeah. three times the views oh yeah people don't like positivity no it's a it's a thing the internet pr like pleads for. We plead for more positivity on the internet, but no one wants to watch it. They want to watch you 
shit on the thing that they don't like. They want to see a Final Fantasy XIV is terrible video. They want to see Sonic the Hedgehog is a bad fan uh, franchise video. They want things like that. They don't want, why Sonic is the greatest thing ever? You'll get Sonic fans watching that, it's but only the same as, um It's the same as the commentary community. So the commentary community very famously um, gets a lot of stick because it's YouTubers attacking other YouTubers. It's always a YouTuber showing you a YouTuber that you didn't know, tearing them apart, making fun of them, criticizing their content and being very negative with very few positive points and everybody's like oh why are commentators so negative why are they so rude like why can't they do positive content because if someone made a video of this is why we enjoy this youtuber and why they're such a great youtuber is no one would care mm. nobody would watch because nobody wants to see positivity and people building up other people what people want to see is negativity and tea and drama and that's where most people build their million plus audiences on is getting involved with drama getting a little bit of flack because one youtuber has said hey i don't like what this person's doing a bunch of people tune into that person to make fun of them or to get angry at them and end up sticking around and end up fans of them it's true and it's weird how you can convert people with that sort of tenacity a great example I'll always bring up is Keemstar. Like, you look at Keemstar, and he's got a very bad reputation for being very, very outspoken about very negative things, being very rude, saying very horrible things, saying very hurtful things. Even now, he'll say things that are extremely horrible. He's a piece and of shit, get, yeah. He'll get called out for it, and people will go to Drama Alert, and they'll make fun of him for it. He'll get he'll lose subscribers for two, three weeks, maybe. Out of his, like, four million, he'll lose, like, 10,000 subs. And then his audience will start to grow again, because the people who like the edgy content or, like, the drama content will go to his channel. They'll watch enough of his videos making fun of him, where they just end up watching the videos, because yeah. they want to hear about more drama. And he, that's why he will never fail. Like, and it's so devastating because the amount of times on Twitter, I think only in the last eight months that I've seen Keemstar be involved in something where you go, that's ended people's careers for yeah. less. I've seen entire influencers have their careers crumble down over way less. And we've let this guy get away with so much nonsense. To the point where even if he got cancelled tomorrow, he's a millionaire. Yeah. Why would he give a damn? Like, no. At this point, he's doing it just for a bit of extra dollar. And like... And I just think he he is literally the uncancelable un uncancelable man. I mean, part of that is because uh, I think it's a little bit to do with charisma. Because like, as much as I want to talk shit about him and say like he's a horrible person, and everything he does have charisma. He he can put on an entertaining like news Absolutely, show. Absolutely, yeah. Or at the same time, you're like he's a massive piece of shit. Like. <laughs> like it's very hard. It's hard to why, it's hard to give him sit, credit when you don't want there to. And go, why? Is successful and you're like you know what because he's negative mm. because it does he come down to himself that in the public eye because he's negative <laughs> and it's like fuck <laughs> we've done this we've put him there for fuck's sake this is our responsibility i mean yeah. it is and there's the a lot of other to, people the only like way to that. stop people like that is to stop watching them but how are you going to convince four million people to stop watching someone when they want edgy content they want youtubers fighting they like that you're getting upset about it those people yeah. watching it so they're going to go back going well what's he going to say that's going to upset the internet next so it's this perpetual cycle unfortunately yeah you'll never escape it speaking of things that you can never escape the pig o oh. questionnaire oh my good lord are we back on that we are now this is actually one of the submissions by the hamily in the discord this one by maritime maddie if you could choose to be completely fluent in another language what would you choose espanol espanol is that because Spanish. it's the most commonly spoken language on earth 
Uh, no, it's because Latinos are the hottest men in the world. No, it's because, <laughs> although they are, they um, are, they are, they're beautiful. Uh, you can look up a look up a wrestler look at Enrique Iglesias. Oh my God, Lord! Just oh, I, well, I there's melt butter on the man's chest. There's Lord. a Hispanic gentleman <laughs> in the series Sense Eight who is the most handsome gentleman in the world. Just straight up. Just on, like, I just I just had to stop for a minute there just to think, wow. <laughs> like, are we really but, having this? <laughs> Spanish, because it's the language that I am the most fluent in, but have forgotten the most about. I was so good at Spanish at GCSE. I got my I got to A star. It's my only really? A star. No, wait, no, I got an A in Spanish. That's I got still a pretty star good. A in Spanish, went on to college to do Spanish, and because only three people chose to take the course, they cut the funding for the course and we didn't end up doing it. And they said, don't worry, it'll reopen next year. And, and it didn't. didn't. Okay. And I just never picked it up from there. I could have easily taken the responsibility and gone, well, I'll do like a Rosetta Stone course or something. And I've just never got round to it. And I just think it's the biggest wasted opportunity I had is to become fluent in a language I was already familiar with. Like, if I wanted to learn Japanese, I'd be starting from scratch, and I'd have to get my 32-year-old dumbass brain that's only getting worse to try and figure out and understand. Like, and now, because now I think to, about stuff too much. So when someone goes, this syllable is pronounced like, I don't know, I'm going to make up a syllable so I don't know if this is accurate, e. so apologies if anyone's offended. Like, chi. Let's say chi is a, is a syllable. And I'm like, but why do those letters in that combination or those symbols sound like that? Whereas with Spanish... I know how all the letters are pronounced, you know? I know A, B, C, D, all that. Like, I get it, and I understand it, and I understand the structure of words and the structure of sentences to a degree. So I can kind of, like, when, when something, when someone leaves a creepy comment on Sophie's Instagram and it's in Spanish, I could pick up the gist, and then I'll put it in Google Translate and go, that's what I thought it meant. That's, I'm pretty happy with that. And I feel like it's just a missed opportunity. Like, I'd love to be able to speak fluent Spanish. Plus, it just... I think Spanish sounds fucking hot. When you hear someone talking in Spanish, and they really go for it, like, one of the hardest things in Spanish class to learn was how fucking quickly people can speak Spanish if they're good at it. You're like, I can't even make out individual syllables because you are talking at such great velocity. I struggle with that <laughs> during amazing. Spanish oral. during Because we had that in my hey. first year of secondary school, between 13 and 14. I did Spanish. You did spanish and french and you mm. got to choose unless you were dyslexic and then you didn't have to do either but i chose french because i'd already been doing foundational french for seven years or whatever by that point not seven years but long enough to be like i understand french building up a new foundation of spanish is a bit of a ball lake and i can barely understand any french now and i studied that until i was 16 from about I six or seven I can't even like pronounce French words anymore. Like I, I learned French oh, from year seven to year nine, and then in year nine we got our options, and it was like you can continue with French, or if you would, if you're in the half half of our, our grade at school, our year at school did French, and the other half learned German. And at year nine, it was like you can carry on with French, or you can carry on with German if you did German, or you can switch to Spanish, mm. which for you French students is going to be very easy because Spanish is like French but easier because there's less. Like Spanish, you just pronounce every letter as it's written down. Whereas with fr in there's French, there's a lot of there's silencing. A lot of, there's a lot of yeah. There's a uh, lot of these the, three letters mean this. These letters together say it sound like this, which is completely different to what they sound like individually. So I was like language class, but easier. Let's go. And French, I've just completely forgotten. 
See, French, I still have sort of horror flashbacks to the French oral exam that I had in my GCSE because you were made to prepare certain sentences. So they would say, we're going to ask you, where did you go on holiday? So in that, we would like you to mention where you stayed. What was it like? What was your favorite thing? And then we may surprise you with a question, but we probably won't. But uh, one in every 15, we have to throw in a surprise question. And so- I got exactly that. And whilst I was talking about my holiday and I'd come to the end, he goes, merci. And then goes, ah. And then asks, what did you eat whilst on holiday in French? Oh, and, and I completely shit myself because I had no idea any French words at any point. You're just there going, uh. And so the only words that came out of me were the two French foodages that I can still remember now, which are, uh, les oeufs. Which just means eggs and beef. And the what teacher did you do on holiday, eggs and beef. And so the teacher just I mean, looked at me like you into? And he tried Mate, to I... hold it in and just goes, Merci and stops the tape and bursts out laughing and goes, Eggs and beef? Oh and you screwed me! You asked me the question. My my proudest moment of, of my Spanish oral exam was sitting down with my teacher, this was for GCSE, this was for big old big scary grades, and one of the questions we basically got we kind of got to cheat in our spanish exam in our oral exam because we were told there was a section on holidays and what happened on our holiday sure. and we were told there's also a section of that in the written coursework if you learn what you wrote for your written coursework you can just read it out verbatim that's oh, okay great. and we'll take that as you being able to speak the language and you've understood what you've said because you wrote it down um but some of it was quite complex to, to understand and they expected that we probably wouldn't be able to do it word for word because some of the sentences might be quite complex but i managed to say and i can't remember it now but th they were like tell us about the hotel and instead of you know it was big it was loud it was, <laughs> it was big it was like these kind of things i said the hotel was dirty i had to take photographs of the hotel just to make my friends believe how bad it was i said that in gcse spanish and as I, after i said it my spanish teacher just went dios mio which is my <laughs> god <Yeah>. like, <laughs> because she was so she she forgot i put that in my coursework and she was just like he's fluent what is this what have you done the only similar thing i had was i tried to write in a moment like that to make it seem like i was being a bit more authentic and i wrote in we went sailing whilst we were out this is all in french i can't remember it but, but then said something like yeah oh my goodness there was no wind so we had to stop and it's the cringiest thing in the world but i still remember the teacher going like oh no <laughs> something uh, like tried to play along going this is the most toe-curlingly embarrassing thing i've ever had to do oh uh, actually speaking of big moments we're going to move on to the next question what was the biggest moment in your online career that made you think this was all worth it i'm gonna say and i i apologize queen to of creeps people. asked that one i apologize to anyone that is uh that has been a long time viewer of mine because you're sick of hearing me talk about it this year and i'm i'm trying to extend this because i'm waiting for it to pop up in the chat for someone to go oh no here we go getting a voice line in odd world soulstorm is that's when i was like do you know what even if i die tomorrow that will live on forever it will. i am in that game and i will forever be in that game I'm so because true. Even envious. if I get cancelled tomorrow, even if I, you know, even if I do something deplorable, I, I, I 
kill a kid using a chicken or something i it's not like they're gonna go oh that's really bad let's patch the game just to take this guy's lines out and then get someone else to re-record the lines so that we can fill that gap no it'll just stay there they're not gonna no one's gonna go to that bother so i'm now immortal immortalized in your favorite franchise that's pretty cool i think would what would be the thing that would top that is that the most important series to you and it cannot be topped in that way or if I they think... if they released one episode of Pokemon and suddenly they they go to England as a sort of parallel world episode and they meet anime versions of you, Toby, oh. PD Winnell. That, that would be, be amazing. Very cool. The problem is is that because Pokemon's Japanese, I hate killing this dead on, but because Pokemon's Japanese, it'll never happen. Sure. Because Japan doesn't really give a shit about influencers from the uk so if they were gonna put online like okay they put um they put the game grumps in um in let's go as like master trainers there's a hint to game grumps apparently that i don't know their names so i couldn't tell you who danny and aaron do they really Probably. make them npcs or like a nod to them uh, I in npcs I don't, I don't know whether it's a coincidence or whether they actually were based on them but that would be the westernization team that did that whereas for the anime it's all written and edited in and, and animated in Japan. So the likelihood of Japan going, let's get a trainer that looks just like Ace Trainer Liam from the UK. Put him in, in here in this episode. We'll get a Japanese guy to dub the Japanese version of him. And then we'll get the real guy from England to dub the Western version. Even though the Western studio and the Japanese studio, I don't think communicate other than here's the episode, dub it into English. As a, like they're not going to go dub it into English, but make sure you get this one micro celebrity, nobody from YouTube. So like the likelihood of it happening is so slim that I don't think it happened. Really nice idea. Top, the thing that would top being in uh, a cameo in Soulstorm is getting like a lead role or a, a, an important, like an important character role in another Oddworld game. So like like how you've got main characters in, in Soulstorm, like you've got Alf and you've got Abe and you've got Toby and you've got the 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 gluckens like aslik and the the brewmaster i'd like to have one of those roles where i've got a lot of dialogue throughout the game because that's that's when i feel that'd be another like wow now i've really made it because it's not just wow this is an influencer doing a cameo now he can share this with his audience so that's more people that will see the game and, and enjoy the game it'll be you no, no, we right. wanted this guy's voice because yeah. he's a good voice actor that's interesting because that's one of the questions that we've got coming up is actually quite similar to that being sort of that uh, that area of being approached and being acknowledged for something beyond what you expect to be the superficial. So you're mm. the superficial with you being, oh, he's an influencer who can expand the audience. But beyond that, you did a very good voice role for them. They like you as a person. You're super invested in the franchise. So they have more reasons to get you involved than just, yeah. oh, he can get us a few more copies of the game. Oh, so, exactly. I've yeah. got a very, very good relationship with Oddworld now. Exactly. I, I, I love them. I really appreciate Lorne, who's like, you know, it's weird like it was weird hearing the feedback like i've not really i don't think i've talked much about this but like getting the feedback after i sent my voice lines off for example and hearing like um my, co my contact odd will being like oh liam lawn really likes what you've done 
and I'm just there like the creator of the game likes my voice lines that's really cool another good example was when I was streaming Stranger's Wrath which is when I first got into well no not the first time I got into contact with Oddworld because that was years ago to do with my tattoos but like the first time Oddworld reached out to actually work with me was when their community manager Ash saw me streaming Stranger's Wrath and just happened to pop in on the official Oddworld account and then started talking about maybe getting me involved to stream Munch's Odyssey HD when it comes out on the Switch on the official Oddworld Twitch account um there were uh, she i remember her saying like lawn saw your stream and thought it was really entertaining and me just being like that's so cool because yeah she could have just been saying that to make me more interested but at the same time it's doubtful that she'd have made that up yeah because there's no reason because she knows i'm already invested and i've already agreed to it so to me that that's such a genuine thing and i'm just like wow that's that's a like when i was first playing these games and falling in love with them i never once thought the creator would recognize you and find you entertaining that's crazy that is nuts but that's so cool though i've still i'm still very very pleased for you that you managed to get that opportunity and i'm hoping with the fact that these games are you know being remade and sequels are being made that you'll get further I opportunities really hope, i really hope there's a sequel i'm so desperate and they set it up so well to give it a sequel that furthers a story beyond what we know like the the end of Soulstorm, obviously no spoilers for anyone that hasn't played it but you should absolutely go and play it because it's a fantastic game play it on the ps5 please or pc um it is just the ending of the game sets up hey you know how you don't know where like this has kind of followed the story of exodus but not quite well here's some plot points that you have no idea about and you've never heard of and nobody knows where this is going now and i'm just like this is what i've been waiting for for 20 years well i'll tell you what i've been waiting for for 20 years liam and that's this segue into this next question which is on the topic of remakes if you could remake any movie which would it be and what would you change now i'm going to wait for your answer and then i'm going to bring up something that you tweeted about last night that we both have an I opinion went, on I went full karen yesterday. you did go karen you and your missus but tell us what would you change if you were to remake any movie i would remake ant-man and the wasp which is the sequel to ant-man why because all of the best parts of ant-man one where for example where you've got things happening to kind of happening within the music beats of the film you've got things like the um the revolving door of different characters um miming luis's story of where he got information from stuff which i think is a beautiful touch is very evidently edgar wright's doing who Mm. was the original um the original director for ant-man and halfway through edgar wright left the project and i believe it was because it was creative differences or because basically the studio were getting too involved and being like you need to cut this you need to cut this you can't do that you you need to do it this way this is the disney way whatever whatever it was and he left and they got peyton reed in to finish it and it was fine it was a great movie i really like ant-man it's one of my favorite marvel movies but ant-man and the wasp was completely directed by peyton reed and i absolutely despise it really so disappointed i enjoy parts of it and parts of it are like haha yeah that's kind of funny but i just for the most part found it untidy uninteresting uninspired and a few other unwords that i can't think of i never watched it i never bothered don't don't bother wait till quantumania and let's hope peyton reed books his ideas up because i really like the idea of quantumania but the whole the whole film doesn't have to happen the whole film doesn't have to happen because the entire bit that you need is the post-credits scene they could have explained away our man and the wasp just with he's trying a new technology where he's going to be shrunk down so small that he enters 
microscopic yeah. levels and he might enter a quantum realm and they do that and then they dust away before they get him out that's enough that's enough and, to set up the rest there are, there are things to me that just don't make sense in it maybe they explain it in the film and i've forgotten it but there are scenes where like ant-man is like his his um regulators messing up or something and he ends up really small with an adult size head and or he ends up like half his regular size rather than tiny but his helmet's off and my, I, I was always under the impression that the reason he needed his helmet on is because when he shrinks, he's got to still be able to breathe properly. His, that part of the, the helmet is part of what shrinks him with the pin particles inside it and stuff. Surely, if his helmet is off, he's, his head's just going to go back to regular size because it's no longer surrounded by I don't want particles. to even imagine that for and sure just, either. And it'll, ju and it'll just explode because his throat will be too small for to power the head and he'll just die or something and it didn't make any sense to me that he can just be stuck half being stuck halfway is fine i get that maybe couldn't shrink him quite enough but it's just but it's just like what how can he survive how, how can the how can the helmet be off but that's a big problem i have in marvel anyway is every two seconds to get the money out of the actor's face they have to take their helmets off the number of times mid-fight iron man is like helmet off star lord's like helmet off whatever like face masking off hmm. and i'm like isn't that an important part of your outfit isn't that an important important part of protecting you like I, I i mean i guess iron man's helmet when the fight with thanos comes off because like thanos punches the crap out of it <laughs> but he takes the time to create his blade thing yes but doesn't take the time to put a new helmet in place with his nanobots or whatever i think in fairness this is my nerd side coming in in that moment he's been ripping off a lot of the nanoparts and throwing them away uh, so he guess, doesn't yeah. have enough to form everything at once and so goes it's either protect my face or stab the guy so he stabs him and then it all goes to shit and That's you also sensible. need you need to have the mask off for that moment of stabbing realization yeah, of, of the of yeah. the acting so there's lots of reasons and again they could have done they could have done the um they could have done the what you call it they they could have had the reaction from inside the mask like mm. stab instant cut to inside the mask that's true they could have done that's more work though i suppose amma does raise a good point though the fact that humans can breathe on titan well that's not that odd like there's so many other things in that that are hard to believe that that is one of the lesser things for me to worry without about. even a throwaway line of like oh no i was gonna say without a throwaway line of friday saying that the air is breathable but friday's not there because the signal's too weak i th i ne never quite understood that because i thought friday would have been inbuilt into the suit but yeah but i think i think friday works from a satellite from the cloud yeah it's gonna be something like that the reason yeah. i brought all this up was because last night you tweeted about the disney live action movies specifically you tweeted about the aladdin one because we were Why? watching aladdin because we finally gave aladdin a chance because we we've been told a lot look we know we know the jungle book was pretty rough and we know that beauty and the beast was like air eh. but aladdin honestly it's really good it, it does a lot of the songs justice it does the characters justice. will smith puts a great spin on the genie without desecrating the name of robin williams it was crap <laughs> it was just crap like it lacked it lacked emotion the the aladdin actor was so wooden the songs that were normally quite bombastic like prince ali fabulous he ali a was like 
Prince Ali, fabulous he And auto-tune to fuck. Will Smith is a perfectly good singer. Right, Just right. do it again. It's a Disney movie. You are not getting away with one-take wonders I, and going, uh, we can melodyne it and it'll be fine. Do it again. Robin I, Williams doesn't have any fucking pitch correction on his and it's all over the place as a result, but it works. Just try I, it again with some soul, for Christ's sake. I love Will Smith, but I certainly wasn't getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. No, like, certainly not. It was not. awful. Also, it was so bad. And some scenes were dragged out so incredibly so long. long. So for example, right, there is a scene where Aladdin is found out by Jafar just to be Aladdin, and Jafar confronts him with the guards inside the palace and says, I know that you're Aladdin. And the next scene, literally the next frame, the guards are plunging him into the ocean with a rec like a big bo uh, a ball and chain attached to his legs, getting ready for the scene where the genie saves him and blah, blah, blah. But in there's a whole interrogation scene in the rem in the in the remake that we didn't need i don't care about jafar going i know you're aladdin i'm not aladdin though am i uh, i know you're aladdin I'm, I'm not aladdin though am i but i'm gonna kill you anyway and if you plunge into the water and die i know that you actually weren't aladdin and you were just a prince but i've got rid of you but if you're saved then i know you were aladdin and you got the lamp but i'm not aladdin though pushes into water it's the whole thing I mean, is and, absurd and, and jafar thinks he's drowned anyway so the whole point of oh i guess did jafar at that point go oh i guess he wasn't aladdin then because he's drowning well this like, is the famous witches <laughs> trial isn't it where they go if she floats she's a witch but if she drowns yeah. she wasn't a witch either way we're gonna kill them but and they added an extra song for jasmine which they was did completely pointless. which sucked I, I think i think the reason is is because jafar says quite a quite a horrible line but quite quite a uh what's the word quite um what's the what, chauvinistic line i mm -hmm. guess um against jasmine where he says like um something along the lines of when you're my wife you'll be what you're supposed to be speechless like or something like that and so because people don't like that because they don't like the idea that a villain is saying something horrible yeah they go let's give her a whole song called speechless where she's like i'm, uh, I'm not speechless no i have a voice no no, can I, can we talk about Will who, Smith who, a little bit, by the hang way? Hang on, hang on. Who thought, I'm angry about this, who thought in Aladdin that Jasmine wasn't a strong character? She is back-talking, she talks smack, she's got sass, she talks her way out of situations. She's All intelligent as fuck and comes up with plans. The, she's one of the toughest Disney princesses there is, and you're telling me that she needed an extra song to make her seem strong? She, she didn't. She's mm. one of the coolest ones. She's Show, least, don't tell. She's, she's the least in-distressed damsel of all of the movies. That's that so, so true. Angry. And the thing is, do you know what I loved about this film is that you can tell the moments they ran out of budget for animating the genie or just couldn't be asked. Because in this one, they went, and you're Will Smith now. <laughs> you're yeah, no longer yeah. the genie. You're, you're just Will Smith. My favourite part is, is they're like, how will how, how will everyone know I'm a prince and not just how will they not recognize me as Aladdin? Ah, genie magic doesn't work like that. The way genie magic works is they'll they'll just see you as a prince even though you're Aladdin. They won't recognize you. Then why does the genie need to look human? Yeah, so just Surely the shut genie up. magic yeah, means shut the up. blue genie just looks like a human to everyone else. <laughs> but I like that you get, there were so many points where it's just him. And didn't they give him a love story? Where he's having to like seduce the friend yeah, of the princess? To be fair, to be fair I, will, I will caveat. The, the, the storyline and the dynamic between the genie and the handmaiden, I quite enjoyed. That's fine. They I, were both perfectly it. good. They the were a good time. addition, unlike pretty sure, much everything else. But they were still very unnecessary. Like, yeah. It, and it also, like, 
watch the animation for example of like one jump ahead of the bread light like that yeah. whole song right listen listen to that song and watch the animation in the in the original then watch the remake at one point bearing in mind jasmine's already out of the palace at this point for some reason like they just speed you all the way into oh by the way jasmine's already out of the palace and meeting aladdin mm. during this song at one point whilst like the end of the song is happening and like it's supposed to be building up to like you know um I, i'm trying to think of the, the the bit in the music it's like don't like it, the music's going crazy mm -hmm. and it's building up to the end they're just casually walking away down an alleyway they're not running from the guards and for their lives they're uh, like aladdin's just got his arm around jasmine just like yep come on we'll, we'll plod along and i'm like where's the energy this to where's me the emotion i can't for the life of me imagine why anybody especially considering the ones they started with thought the making live action versions of already animated perfectly good and award-winning disney movies was in any way a good idea have you seen the lion king the lion king I, I, is I a gray desaturated just videos of cgi lions doing yeah. nothing over exaggerated because they're trying to keep them real looking and you just completely I, lose the saturation the animation the willing suspension of disbelief that animation brings especially like i just can't wait to be king which is basically that film's equivalent of the Prince Ali scene. Yeah. You've got loads of shit going on. You've got big mountains of animals. animals. <laughs> yeah, pyramid of animals. You've got elephants blowing up. You've got ostriches dancing. You've got all this stuff that if you try and do with real looking CGI things, looks fake and looks bad or I just lacks any visual energy. And that's just these films through and through. If you can't compete or even shine a candle to what the original is doing, why are you bothering? Fine all isn't good enough. Seen of the live action lion king i watched today i watched the be i watched be prepared which is scar's song because that is my favorite disney song because it, uh, a disney villain song at least because it's the most sinister it's such an articulate song that it's really clever like, but it's visually incredibly the, clever the like all the the hitler the paradigms and stuff yeah. like the the goose stepping hyenas and stuff it's incredible visually and it's and so like, filled with metaphor it's so dull in the, they just reduced it down to a speech with a bit of rhythm like it's bad i want to i want to just address a couple of things about aladdin uh, uh queen of pigeons made a really good point in the chat which is jasmine we're saying how she's tough she literally has a pet tiger yeah and she's shown throughout the original aladdin as to be the only person that control raja that can control it like when raja is like going to attack the guards or going to attack aladdin it's it's jasmine that grabs it and pulls it back like no 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 big evil tiger you will not eat that yeah, person relax. because i have yeah. control over you that's and, a badass um, I do just want to address as well because Amma's reminded me because she said that Prince Ali was actually pretty well done. I disagree. I think it was it was too calm. It was. Bear in mind how it opens. It opens with five thousand people going make way for Prince Ali. One big gripe I have, and it's such a it's such a nitpick. But during the line, when it comes to exotic type mammals, Will Smith is riding a herd of ostrich. They're not mammals, they're <laughs> birds, and it really bothers me. I like the, um, every time I think of that song, the first line that comes to my head is, A thousand bad guys with swords! Oh, <laughs> I can I only that hear line. that. But he doesn't, he doesn't quite do it the same way Robin Williams does, does well, he? Robin Williams is like, he's faced the galloping hordes. A hundred bad guys with swords. Will Smith goes, he's faced the galloping hordes. A hundred bad guys with swords. It's just, it's, like, just, it's singing it's the words. It's not doing Where's the, the words. There's no acting. I agree. And that's, that's why I hate them. We're going to move off Disney because yeah, we please, could, we 
could do a whole podcast about this but can only do so much to pure rage (laughs) absolutely so a lot of you guys in the chat are also sharing actually actually, sorry sorry just one last one because this is sophie's point i think it's fantastic aladdin looked so wealthy as a street rat he didn't really have patchy clothes he looked his clothes were embroidered and stuff and i'm just like he just he's supposed to wear just a plain vest and some really shitty looking ripped that's movies though that that, like aladdin (laughs) is not the only movie that's guilty of that i can't remember what film it is but it's some guy who arrives in a traveler area i can't it's a film from the 90s or something and they live in the middle of nowhere there's no water and he falls in love with this beautifully made up traveler woman who it's like that's not real she would stink she'd have no teeth like this is just not how people who live in the middle of nowhere look it's sort of like it's like when they do that in the middle ages as well they make peasantry in the middle ages have like perfectly white teeth and flowing hair like no no (laughs) what's the matter with all of you we now have a handful more of these questions to get through before we move on to our fun features that we always play involving you so we'll rattle through these final questions and we're moving on to a bit more positivity now with this one what was the best phase of your life are you maybe in it it's a cop-out answer but it is right now and the reason is is because when you like for example so the 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 examples i've got are really straightforward which is like i i'm living in this house right now which i I don't own i'd rent which is not ideal i'd like to you know have money going somewhere rather than just going to my landlord but i've lived in this house now for 2017 18 19 20 21 four years going in five going on five wait 18 19 20 21 yeah we're coming up to the fifth we're in the fifth year basically Mm. and when you first move into a place like with friends or uh, friends or relatives or loved ones whatever you've got that initial period where it could all go south i once lived in a a a house a three-bedroom house with two of my friends and we all got a house together like you do like oh the college friends house whatever and after six months one of us had left because they'd got a girlfriend and wanted to move in with them and then the other two of us were just like we don't want to pay more rent so we'll just go back with our parents so instead of leaving and then in that six month period getting the feeling of like oh i'm independent i'm i'm out on my own you know living my life and living the freedom it was i'm now back with my parents after six months that's a bit of a failure whereas after being here for nearly five years self-funded I'm, 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 I'm on my own i'm the only person paying the bills here mm. it feels like an accomplishment it feels like this is my house this is where i live and this is where i'm going to live for the next few years that's a great feeling to have that that sense of i've i've done that i've got to that point i'm, I'm in a secure location um my career i haven't changed jobs in the last five years which i you know bef- after i left optics after eight years there i did a little bit of work in a call center for a month i did a little bit of work in another call center for six months and i didn't really have a a job that i felt like this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life where now i'm in a career that i've built from the ground up and i'm now in a position where it's like this is what i see myself doing forever people say what do you think you're going to do after youtube or after twitch and i'm like i don't see an after i'm not looking that far because i want to make this work for as long as it can Mm. and if i start thinking what about after that's when my focus goes away from the now and that's when i start reducing the quality of things because i'm thinking about what happens when i get out and then i'm not giving my all to what i'm doing right now and then i think about my relationship with sophie for example we've been together two and a half years wait is it two and a half years 2018 1920 yeah we're going on for the third year this Jeez. year i thought it was two and a half i was right the first time mm. never doubt yourself kids um you can do anything if you try um so my relationship with sophie has been two and a half years and when you get into a relationship initially that first six months to a year 
anything can happen you can get sick of that person you can find that that person might still be talking to people that they were in contact with around the time they met you keeping their options open stuff mm. like that i've had that happen before it's bloody horrible there are all different things that could be happening but once you're two and a half years in and you've moved in together and you've had a good year and a half of living together so you know that any of the little bits and bobs like idiosyncrasies with that person that they may do that you may not like or that may bother you or something are things that you've gotten over or that you've talked about with and you communicate with so one of you stopped doing or you've negotiated and come to compromises with you've got that security of we're so comfortable together now and around each other that everything and everything's going swimmingly and we're as in love with each other as the day we first got together so i'm feeling so secure there that that's why i feel like i'm in such a perfect place right now because so many good things have happened in the last 12 months like you look at um well i mean you look at things like my g fuel sponsorship that's now a close to the end of its second year like that's going strong i feel like i'm gonna be sponsored by g fuel for forever at this point until one of you know until one of us does something really yeah, stupid. yeah exactly um and like i've got that i feel secure in that i feel like my twitch stream and my youtube channel are as healthy as they've ever been even after rocky periods where like things have gone downhill i've managed to build back up and i'm you know everything's healthy i've got a series going that's quite long running and it's it's the best it's ever been i mean it, it's not the best it's ever been it was performing better earlier this year but it's still very very healthy hmm. and just ev every aspect of my life right now is doing really really well maybe not the social aspect but pandemic's not really helped and me getting behind schedules not really helped but I, that's one thing i can work on at least i've got something to work on i suppose it's nice to have something to build towards but i'm just really happy and content with so many aspects of my life and i can't remember a time where i've been so happy with everything that's going on it's normally been like yay this relationship's cool but man i hate my job or man my job's great but man i'm so lonely and like i'm just so happy you've struck great. a nice balance currently in where spite you of my ongoing battle with depression you know like it still kicks me in the ass sometimes and but at the same time it's like i can definitely say i'm the happiest i've ever been so this is absolutely the best phase of my life now on the flip side of that what would you say has been the worst phase of your life Oh, that's super easy. I don't want to talk about it in great detail, but the summer of 2018, which you will famously remember as I do. my best friend, um, I made a mistake of breaking my golden rule. And my golden rule, whenever someone says, I'm thinking of getting back with my ex because I care about them so much, should I do it? I always say, no, don't do that. Always move forward in life. Don't go back. Because when you go back, one of you has resentment towards the other, either for breaking up with you or for um uh, or for you breaking up with them and there's always this little ill will of one of us didn't want to be here at some point mm. like one of us didn't want to be involved so why are we going back to this why are we revisiting mm -hmm. and i will i'll hold my hands up and say for some people it does end up working and to you people that have broken up with someone got back with them and you're still together to this day we don't want to hear from you right married, now this is about like, people who that doesn't work with you be quiet well, well done fair play you're in the one percent congratulations i wish you a lifetime of happiness but 99 percent of the time that don't bloody you work. are an anomaly yeah and I made the mistake of going back to that person and they played me for a absolute bloody fiddle. And they they were telling me at one point that yes, I'm definitely, definitely we're gonna be back together. It's gonna be great, don't worry. And also seeing someone else at the same time and telling that person, don't worry, you're the one for me. Don't worry about this Liam guy that showed up out of nowhere. He's old news, he's history. And then at one point getting so aggravated that the two of us were getting annoyed at each other for being the other guy because we were being told we're the other guy and that the, the person sees a future with each of us um 
they then went on to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not seeing either of you, I'm just gonna take some time to myself, whilst just fucking the other guy! <laughs> just constantly continuing to see that guy, and then just to use and abuse me, and it ended up getting to a point where I was being treated the worst any human has ever treated in... Uh, treated me in my life. I'm very open about the fact where I got to a point where I was so depressed, and just hating life and existence, and feeling like a fucking failure, that the number of times I felt like and attempted to take my own life, um, I, I lost count, and I just hated my sheer existence. But I thank, for the life of me, I thank my friends for being there for me, because friends like, I, I will say friends like Isla and Ed and um, Toby and Duncan were there for me at the drop of a hat. If I needed to call and cry, they were there 24-7, didn't matter when it was, I could just ring them and be like, look, I know you've heard this all before, but I just want to say it all again and just cry until I can't We breathe. spent 18 and months almost non-stop just on Discord all day, every day. Just yeah, like we would wake up, the moment both of us were awake, we would just log into this call and we would do our day's work just having each other chatting passively. Yeah. And we'd play games in the evening and we'd go to bed and we'd do the same thing again the next day. And we did that for... Yeah almost a year to 18 months i seem to remember it was well, a long time i i, I appreciate my friends because my friends as much as they didn't think and i know this in hindsight as much as my friends didn't think that person was good for me and thought i should follow my own advice and not get back with an ex my friends were supportive and went look are you sure and would always ask me if i'm sure that i'm making the right decision and in my mind i didn't realize that 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 was them that i thought that was them going no, no, you, you know, just ask yourself if you're doing the right thing because we think you are. They were actually saying, are you sure this is the right thing because we don't know that this is the best course of action for you? But we're your friends, and if you do decide that's the best course we'll of action, behind we'll you, support yeah. you and we'll yeah. be for you. And I really appreciate the fuck out of my friends for that, especially the ones that I've named. And um, ultimately, it got to a point where I'm so thankful that I got to that point that I sat down and I just went, if they're treating you like this now, if they did decide one day, the other guy's not worth it, I want you back today, would you accept them? And I went, no, why would I take someone back that's made me feel like this? This person has made me want to go to the great beyond, which to me doesn't exist. So me to go to nothing. So why would I want to be with someone that's made me feel that way in any shape or form? Even if they said sorry, like sorry's not enough for making you want to end yourself. Like, so I just, I, I got to that point where my brain went, fuck it you're better than this look who you are it's very much right it's very much the um if anyone remembers the the song poor jack from um nightmare before christmas i relate to that song so fucking hard when it pumps when it goes all big band and it's like what the heck i went and did my best i'm like yes jack that is the point that i got to well fuck it i've done the absolute best i can and then the cracks started to form in this in this veil that i'd put around this person and i was like not even that fit. I don't even, I'm not even attracted to this person. And I think it's because you, when you, when you fall for a person or when you convince yourself you're in love with a person, you don't see their flaws and you, you, you convince yourselves that they are better than you like, than you, than you think they are. Of course. Uh, then they're, they're better than, you think they're better than they actually, than they actually are. Not, hindsight not is, it, hindsight's always thing. warped in that way. We've all been there with a girlfriend or a partner or a boyfriend, doesn't matter. Like we've exactly. all looked and, back and gone, this person. And has, also this, yeah. this came off the back this came off the back of me breaking up with the person being like look i'm just not happy i don't want to be with you and then within a few weeks of not getting a lot of, of attention from anyone else thinking 
oh, maybe I made the wrong decision. Not mm. because I missed the person, but because subconsciously I was lonely. Mm. And I thought, and then when I saw that person again, I was like, wow, that person wanted me. Wow, it's nice to feel There's wanted. a hole in your life now, and you're yeah. mourning the hole that that leaves. Exactly. And it's almost like my brain saw an easy fix and went, well, I mean, just get back with your ex, you know what I mean? So I can see all the, the, all the cracks had formed in this kind of, like, this bizarre, not bizarre, this, this mirage that I'd put in front of myself. And that's when I started to realize all of this shit I've gone through just isn't worth it. No. I don't I don't need this person who doesn't care about me who only care who cares about this other person that they met on on a day where I wasn't able to be around them because I was I was streaming for the release of a brand new Pokemon game bearing in mind release days for Pokemon games are some of my most important work days of the year because at that point I need to capitalize on the increased audience and get new audience members They're to the build five the times a year you need to be there my living yeah so out of like the few times a year where I actually need to be look I can't spend today with you even though it's your birthday and I get that we'll have your birthday another day and we'll celebrate it as doubly as big as possible plus i'm very much a believer and you can have your birthday on any fucking day i don't care when my birthday is that's why i always work my birthday i always stream all day because i'm like why would i not stream on my birthday and hang out with loads of people that want to wish me happy birthday when i could be spending the day doing nothing and then having a meal in the evening let's do that on the 29th mate no worries but um it's one of those i'm like this year i'm going to somewhere in the city uh, social in the city and i'm going to be there on my birthday on the 28th of november could be spending the whole day on my you know not on my own but just like spending the day just a group of friends but i'm like no i'll go to city that day we'll do my birthday any day no mm. biggie you know, on a thursday night or something but um so it's one of those where it's like because it was one of those days they obviously had a very very you know even though they said they understood they were very angry at me went out that evening ended up meeting the person that they ended up you know playing me off well the fortunate was, thing you know, is we're however far three years since then and oh, life is like, so the much better is all gone. like yeah. i'm so thankful that that all happened like it's so weird thinking that i'm so thankful that someone wanted that like, made me want to end my own life because now i've moved on to better things and you've seen who i'm with now and you've seen how happy the person i'm with now like I, normally this would be a moment for me to go look who i'm dating look how gorgeous she is look how wonderful she is but this is the moment where i'm going to say look how happy this person makes me mm. i've never been this happy and I, I, I can't imagine, like, th this person now is a part of me. I can't imagine life not with Sophie at this point. So it's like, bravo and thank you to my ex for treating me like such shit because I wouldn't be here doing this. I think with those kind of relationships and the ones that sway more towards even abusive and stuff, it's very hard to be on the receiving end of and be told... Yeah. I you need to get out of this and devil baby for instance has come into the chat and said sorry that she's not been here for a while I've just started getting my life on track after getting out of an abusive relationship and I'm now with such a lovely person I hope everyone's doing well that's, awesome, that's exactly the kind of positivity that you need after being with someone who holds you back or makes you feel devalued or things that's not what you should have in a partner and if you are with someone who makes you feel that way talk to them about it and if they don't fix it you dump their ass as well and this other person was someone who i definitely think negatively impacted my career as well because i feel like they they certainly on the twitch side of things drew uh like drew a lot of people away pushed a lot of people away brought about some kind of changes in my behavior and personalities that, that drew pe pushed people away as well i'll always remember the first I thing i heard them say and it made me go like that's the first i don't know if i want to repeat it because it's a bit lecherous but like yeah yeah i'd say leave it but yeah like 
you said, oh, this is my girl or something, and you said something else, and she said, you're only saying that because I've, insert lecturers, the best yeah, you've ever yeah. had, and you're like... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, That's yeah. the first thing you wanted to come out of your mouth in meeting people? Yikes. Right. Yeah. But so, it is what it is. It is what it like, is. You, you learn from experience. So if I hadn't had those experiences, maybe I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So I would never say go back and change it. But at the same time, I'm so glad it's over and I can just carry on with my life. I'll tell you what's not over, though, Liam, and that's the questions that we're still trying to get through on oh this Pigo questionnaire. So let's go through. Haikus. Let's go through these last two very quickly. Very well, quick fire. So this is quick fire. What's your favourite hobby to do alone? That's not masturbating. Oh, I was going to say Yeah, I'd no. beat you straight in there. My favourite hobby to do alone. Um, so I, I assumed by the question that when you say alone, you mean like, let's say Sophie's busy for a night doing a stream or something. Yeah, and let's I'm say you're home alone and you need to kill time. Yeah, for a, change, for a change of pace, I've not got work to catch up on. Yes. My favourite hobby, apart from sit with the lads and just exist in a call, because that's what I like to do when I'm home alone. Mm -hmm. If I'm completely alone and we're not in call with the lads, which encompasses being, you know, that's completely alone. I'm not even in a Discord call with anyone. I'm really sad. I just like to load up Call of duty play some warzone on my own because i fucking love that game and on one of my other screens have a wrestling pay-per-view from when i was younger like 2002 2003 something like that just have that playing because that's three hours of content and i'm just playing warzone and i'm flicking between and i'm just like yeah this is great love this that's great this is me this is me in my quiet place just chilling i like that that's sort of the same constantly. thing that i do i play world of warcraft and i'll put youtube videos or disney plus or netflix on on the other screen yeah and just i'll usually grind. put on youtube videos until i've run out of recent things from the creators that i like to watch and then boom it's straight back to wrestling because like the network has so much content that i remember as from being a kid i think we all do similar things I, the thing i've always liked doing is listening to a podcast and doing anything else like when i'm in my downtime that could be reading a book or playing a game playing something on my switch doing a doing a task that i need to get done that i didn't want to do like yeah let, when you're stuck at pokemon because you need to level everything up to a certain level that will be the time you go and level everything 10 levels but you left that for six months because you couldn't be asked those it's are the days nice just to tune into like because i'll normally when i'm editing and stuff i'll tune into a friend's stream but i'll purely lurk because i know if mm. i start talking in the chat a conversation will build up because they're my friends and i don't have the time to have a conversation and wait for a response and then so yeah i'll when i'm on my own i can tune into a friend's stream and i'm like i've got time i can just sit in the chat and banter and it's great yeah well, that's basically going to be the penultimate question and a very similar one to, I imagine, a lot of us sitting and playing a game that you enjoy and watching something you enjoy. But the final one that I figured I've actually swapped those two round was... You have, and it threw me right off. What makes you feel accomplished? What makes me feel accomplished, and it, pff, everyone on Twitch knows this, is being ahead of schedule. And I bang on about this all the time because I have a really bad habit, and it, it it's I attribute it partly to my depression, partly to... Uh, what a lot of people have told me may be undiagnosed ADHD, but obviously I've been undiagnosed, so I'm not going to say it's because of that. I'm just mm -hmm. going to say it could be because of whatever it is that makes people think that I have that, where I get distracted a lot. So I'll get up to date with everything, and then the next day I'll be like, right, now I start building on getting ahead of schedule, and something happens and my mood dies and I've wasted a day, or I get distracted because something arrives from Amazon that I've ordered, and I'm like, I have to set that up immediately, and I get distracted and the time goes, and I've, I've, I've fallen behind before I know it, to the point where like i'm making my videos the night before they go live because i've just not up to date enough and with the nature of how my channel works i can't afford to miss a day if i miss a day my channel does get significantly fucked over view wise mm. so for me to get ahead of something 
is like such a good feeling like i feel so relaxed and so content um like last night i got all i got all the work that i needed to do done done and i was like sophie i have a free evening and i don't have to do anything after stream so we can just watch a movie and we're like seeing her face light up and being like oh my god i get to spend the evening with you i'm like yes this is boss this is balling let's sit in front of the telly veg out and then get really angry at a really bad movie but still and then end up staying up really late because we had to watch the original straight after but um like at the moment i'm about three weeks ahead on my siri battle series and after this sunday i'll hopefully be about five weeks ahead wow at which point every sunday we will just record one to make up for the one that's now gone live and looking at that in my little schedule spreadsheet because i'm a big old spreadsheet nerd so i've got a color-coded spreadsheet that shows me what's been made what's uploaded what's not i look at it and i see all the green down the sunday column and i'm like i love that so much so satisfying that's one third of my week's uploads gone and if i can get three to five weeks ahead of all of my three uploads for the week i can finally start another series that i've got in mind that i really can't wait to start that's super but, interesting. But then my big my big fear is like, but what if then you start the new series and you fall really behind? <laughs> yeah, but that's always the that thing. When we come to it, Complacence that's... as well. Once you do get ahead, you go, oh, I can take a bit of time off. I and then that... skip a week. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you're suddenly crammed back into where you were before. As bad as it sounds as well, it's like, um, and as bad as it sounds, also because I do the siri battles and that has two people in it mm. you're having to balance around two people's schedules and uh, we're you know my partner i i love her dearly but she is a woman so something happens once a month and sometimes that can be absolutely debilitating and if it's fall if that debilitating day falls on the day we need to record and i've got no other days free to record it and she's in no state to record it we do just have to take that day off and i understand why and i'm totally sympathetic to her and i'll spend the day looking after her but at the same time it's like I've lost a day. But that's okay. It's one of those things. It's the nature of working with multiple people. Yeah. It's like when I used to do a podcast. I used to do one with uh, Yoan and Isla and you for a short time as well. Mm. And if someone needs a night off for something that's really important to them, it's like, oh, fuck, now it's not the same because we've not got the same people in. Yes. And I'd get really frustrated because I'd be like, I, these are my friends and I love them and I want them to be happy and I'm I'm not paying them for this podcast because it doesn't make me any money. So no one, you know, no one's really making money. Like I'd, I'd occasionally give them, you know, if we got some donations, I'd be like, here's a third of the donations or whatever. But at the time, same time it's like oh now the podcast isn't going to sound as professional as it normally does because it's not the same people every time yeah and ideally a podcast will have the same people every time where possible yeah it's difficult with podcasts because well, like you said podcasts like this by the way where it's supposed to have guests as the well, nature yeah of the way and that's works. the thing yeah. because if it, i knew you were having your vaccine today or yesterday and yesterday. i was a bit worried that you might get wiped out by side effects second for your second vaccine one and still no symptoms baby that's Let's pretty go. good I'm yeah you've got the get lottery of level. results yeah or you're gonna suddenly hit an absolute wall after we finish this and you're just gonna be like oh, <laughs> however i think it's i don't know this is the kind of thing that i'm scared about <laughs> i'm worried that i'm gonna book several guests who are all i'll have everything re laid out and ready and then they'll suddenly drop out on the night and the thing is you can't really replace that like that yeah. i could just get someone in but it won't be the same because i'd have built this entire thing for the week around this so if it, this wasn't you today if you turned around this morning and went mate i can't do it i'd have to have cancelled it because replacing you with someone else and then trying to rework my mental chemistry in that i've been doing for a week into that just doesn't work so it's it's I, hard with a I podcast say, you're right 
after how much you've been for me, uh, been there for me over the last few years, and the things that you've helped me through, and the advice you've given me, and how much you've done for me ever since meeting me in October of 2016, I could have literally my head halfway separate from my body and I would tape it up and sit at my desk and do this podcast for you. Well, I, that's very sweet. I will never, if I can help it, I will do anything in my power to never let you down. Well, I appreciate if that. if ever you feel I've let you down, you know that you can tell me and I will apologize and I will try and be better because there there's nothing there's nothing I want more than for to see you happy and you comfortable. Now Isn't that a good cry. friend? Isn't that a good friend? <laughs> Love you, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you, mate. Oh, I don't go on about it. Fucking hell. Right. Now, that's going to be a neat segue over to our first feature, because that now marks the end of the interview process of just chatting and getting to know Liam. But now we move sneakily into a couple of our different features. Like I said, we have two. We have Am I Normal? And we have Haiku Do You Think You Are? But what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to Am I Normal? So allow me to explain what Am I Normal is. Am I Normal is basically just Are You Normal? Sometimes you might be, sometimes you won't be. But with Am I Normal, we're trying to find out, are you normal? Am I normal? Is Liam normal? Normal, by the way, not in an offensive way. In a, these are things we all did. I can't hear. There is, there's a little Aww. bed, there's a bed playing, but there's no, there's no fitted jingle yet. Something will happen at some point. In bed with Ed, be jealous. That's what we've got. Fellas. <laughs> That's what we've got. And thank you very much for the subscription there, Fampy. So, like I said, this is this is how to explain am I normal to you. This is my suggestion that I normally give so people get the scope of what we're going for. Am I normal? I used to think that there were sharks in swimming pools. In fact, I still do. And I'm sure that there's someone in this audience who has felt the same. Now, Liam, I'm going to kick us off with my am I normal for this week. That was my example one, but here is my am I normal. Am I normal? I do little maths problems when driving. Let's say I'm looking at the speedo and I'm going at a flat 70 miles per hour and I go past a sign that says Oxford 32 miles away. I will then figure out, right, well, so if I'm traveling at 70 miles an hour and I never change speed, I'll how long would it take it, yeah. me to get bang on to where it's measuring to? Little things like that. Or I go... I only have this many gallons worth to the mile. I only have this many miles worth of petrol. I have this many miles left of my journey, blah, 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 blah. I like doing silly maths problems, maybe not just in driving, but in general. Am I normal? Is that something I'd you say, do? I'd say that's fairly normal because uh, driving as a whole can be tedious mm. and it can be boring. And even if you've got some banging tunes on, you'd be like, I've heard this all before. I need something to... to keep my brain in gear and to keep me like not to just you know try not to distract yourself from the road but something that's just menial enough of a task for you to be like this is keeping my brain functioning this is keeping my concentration up and also because i'm doing these calculations in my head i'm also conscious that i'm doing that and that i need to also concentrate on the road so i feel like i'm concentrating extra hard on the road interesting so thought, like, yeah oh, make sure to check your mirrors and you know Carry the three. Oh, have I looked behind me for a while? Typhlosion Shogun says, I do that everywhere. There are numbers. So I've I've always done this in a certain way. So if I see a seven, I know, weirdly, I know that it's a th it's three to make that a ten, to round that up to a ten. But I also know that it's a five if you want to make that a twelve. And I don't know why, but I've retained those little things. I always know the quickest way to round something up. And I don't know why. It's something to do with the way maths figures out. So, Liam, am I normal? What is your am I normal before I start to go? In fact, in fact, 
before we come to yours, I'm going to read out some of the ones that were suggested by our viewers so we can sandwich them neatly between. So a Liam and Ed sandwich. That's a Liam and Ed dream. sandwich. Some of you guys are going to be excited about that in the chat. KS Addict on Discord said, am I normal? I cry or well up at TV and movies more than real life. I don't oh, think no, you I, are. I abnormal for doing that i think that's totally normal bear in mind real life doesn't have swelling symphonies and emotive music or cuts of angles to make you appreciate a more dramatic or tense moment than a film does realistically how often in life do you come across like really tragic moments Mm. where people are separated from their loved ones like like i you know I'm, I'm thinking like this year for example the opportunity to go to one funeral has happened this year for me and no one else i know has passed away so Mm. it's not like you can be like well i go to loads of funerals like how how often you know how often do sad things like things that are like sad to watch occur happen also with with stuff like tv and movies you get the context of let's say a lifetime of getting to know somebody shortened down into an hour and a half to two hours and so in that time you get to know them and you get to see them maybe die or maybe see something important or emotive happened to them and because you've been on that journey with them you get a little bit of emotion also there's things that emphasize it like the color of the screen the dramatic irony of what's going on around whether it's rain or things and then music the swelling music stuff like that plus unlike tiktok people don't go round holding their dying dog in your face with sad music going look at my little friend's last days miss him so much I hate TikTok. For that. So many people upload footage shit. of their fucking pets' last days, and I can't. I cry at all of them. That and is I not normal. Not that is not normal. Yeah. Don't be uploading pictures of your dying pets, please. No matter how yeah. sad it is. Bon on Discord. Am I normal? I used to think teachers slept and generally lived at my primary school. I think you're completely normal for thinking that. I think when we're all young, we all think that. Now the the thing is here. At least live at the police station. As stuff. some of you know, I went to boarding school where the teachers uh... did live. So for me, that's not that unusual. A lot of the teachers lived in the same building I lived in. And so I'd see them. Like, my housemaster lived round the corner from where I lived. So you couldn't misbehave, because they'd know. So for me, I don't find this that weird. He was housemaster. He was your housemaster. You didn't call him master. Not unless he was... (laughs) never mind but the uh, (laughs) that's i think that's pretty normal having those thoughts about like you said liam thinking that police sleep at the police station stuff doctors i mean i mean i know doctors some like at certain hospitals there'll be quarters where doctors can rest if they're doing a double shift and stuff but like generally doctors don't live in the hospital day to day but yeah i'd say i'd say you're reasonably normal for thinking that one though bon and let's see lucy hale well hail fail on discord am i normal when i was younger and on car journeys i used to imagine sonic the hedgehog running alongside through the trees and along the railings doing sick tricks lamau that is now here's i didn't do that what i did was i imagined spider-man doing the exact same thing swinging from like lamppost to lamppost jumping and like doing those diving kicks over the top of a truck and like spinning while he did it and then landing what you what you two are describing there is being a child and having an imagination correct which i think go hand in hand yeah but you like i've met a handful of people in my life who say oh i never did that so for instance the game What's it called? Is it called Trucktastic? The one where you're running along the top I of trucks? Know, I lost the game. But that's... Ah, oh, you son of a bitch, Liam. But that's the kind of thing where you, you run along the top of the trucks, jumping from... What's it called? 
truck off truck-tacular something like that cluster truck thank you mary there yeah cluster truck so it's a game cluster and i think i imagined that as well but specifically it was imagining like superheroes jumping from car to car or specifically lamp post to lamp post above the road the street lights those are what i would typically watch people's really from. normal i'd say that's super normal in fact i remember tall joe rest his soul when i first did truck uh, not truck tastic cluster truck, cluster truck on the channel i mentioned in the first couple of minutes that i used to imagine this as a thing when i was a kid and the first thing joe said when he watched that video or came back in was mate i used to i used to do this as well you hit that so on the head there and i've always remembered that moment of kinship between me and tall joe r.i.p tall joe but the last That's one of the joe. am i normals is from mary the sassy lopunny on twitter I can't have the volume settings on my TV ending on anything that isn't a five or a zero. Am I normal? I I don't do this, but Sophie's friend Jess can't needs to have it on. I think nineteen, twenty one, twenty three, twenty five. I think. Oh well, no, nowhere in between. No, sorry, sorry. Only twenty five on that list you just gave me was acceptable for me. It's round numbers or half measures. You cannot uh, have. Yeah. Why would you go the increment of one percent or one notch? Bear in mind it's usually out of a hundred, so let's call it a percent. That's a notch of one percent. Why would you do that? Go up five. That's a significant difference. I mean, I mean, technically she's doing odd numbers in twos, but go off. <laughs> yeah, but go off, I guess. I'm, get, I'm clearly getting very upset by this, but yeah, that's something wow. I've always done. And when people put it to 29 or 19 or 21, you go, why did you do that? I, I think zero. Why do you want to hurt me? For some reason, I feel like, you, you know, I feel like if it's on like 29, I'm like, why can't it be on 30? Is it that much louder? Really? Put it up to 30. Yeah, I think that's and probably where I get annoyed. Yeah. When, when you're turning it down and you're at 26, you're like, I feel like it's just a bit too loud. It is <laughs> so a bit too loud. Now, Mary, that was a very good one. Thank you, Chaos Addict, Bon, Lucy Hale, and Mary. By the way, if you guys have submitted yours via the Gamehog Discord, or you have tweeted me at Gamehog Games, Liam, this is a good chance for you to plug your socials. What are your socials? He's trying Liam on everything except TikTok, because some little... I nearly said the C word, and I don't know if you like that word. I'd rather you didn't. Um, some little bugger has taken ace train liam on tiktok uploaded about two really crap frame rate videos about nothing and tiktok won't get back to me to try and get his account expunged because i want it someone took game hog and they don't I'm tweet scared, because part of me's like what if i reach out to the kid like yo i actually go by the brand ace trainer liam and i own the trademark for it in the united kingdom so can i have this account can you change your username so i can have it uh, i might even sweeten the deal with a little bit of moolah i feel like then they'd start uploading on it yeah, of course they They'd would. Like, ah, fuck you, They're buddy. doubling hey, no, down let's... on it. Of course, that's yeah. exactly what would happen. But thank Which you very much. Well, nobody reach out to this kid either because I don't want this kid to get any. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Under anything. no leave, circumstances leave do that. Alone. Please do not let, harass let this me kid. Sort it from TikTok's end. If it's I also not a big deal at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. So at Liam, the end of the day, I just won't make content. On Liam TikTok. is an upset <laughs> about it. Please do not go and harass anybody as well. Yeah, not that I have any time to make any anyway. Now, Liam, your am I normal to neatly sandwich between our users? Oh, mine's mine's super easy, and it's the it's a it's a, a form of con it's a it's a an item of contention it's an it's an article of disorder okay go on i keep ketchup in the cupboard not the fridge it says keep refrigerated on the container i couldn't give a fuck lukewarm ketchup is the only acceptable ketchup cold ketchup on hot food is a disgrace and a besmirchment of the good name of tomato sauce i don't care that he's walked off He's a little 
shit. I'll take over. Hey, everybody. My name is Ed, and welcome to the Hogcast. There you go. Did How I make my dramatic Liam? walk? Dramatic Nobody enough. cares who this guy is. Let's talk to Liam. Liam, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Ed. How are you doing? Well, it's been wonderful having you on the show. You're absolutely brilliant. Have I told you you're handsome yet? How you doing? <laughs> Was that me? Was that an impression of me you were just doing there? Swine? Come on, do an impression of yourself. Hello, everybody. My name's Ed. It's pretty bang on. Open your shirt, Liam. Yeah, exactly. Then you'll be me, mate. No, I just got this. Grow some chest there first, mate. Oh. Did we finish your one? Oh, it was, uh, sorry, it was your monstrosity of ketchups. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think you're right up until the point where you open it. And then I think you need to refrigerate it to keep it fresh. Listen, if you're not, like, okay, look, if you're not, if, if you want to keep it fresh, right, that means you're not consuming it quick enough, which is, means you're not using enough ketchup, which means you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, if, you're stu if you're stupid enough to keep ketchup, an open container of ketchup and not use it to the point it goes off, then how stupid are you? Because you're not putting enough ketchup on your food. I think you've so got you me there. To, you need to have your ketchup privileges revoked <laughs> and just have something else that goes in the fridge, like mayonnaise or something. Don't you, know, you badmouth mayonnaise as well? Don't you be badmouthing mayonnaise? Come on, you're going to tell me that needs to be warm as well, are you, beast? I just, I, I literally just said it was in the fridge. Can you open your ears, <laughs> shut your lips and learn, please? <laughs> Swine. <laughs> Caught on my own podcast, damn it. Now, what does the chat think of that in terms of whether it's normal or not? I think you've divided the chat a little bit. I have... People have left the stream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a big controversy. And in fact, I have another controversial topic for our our quick-fire questionnaire at the end of the stream. But oh, no. Do you think that it's time? On either. No, these are completely random. Liam, sort of, so that he could prepare some thoughts for answers, was given some oh, of the questions earlier. I was earlier. here going, oh, I've uh, never really thought of that. Uh, yeah. A uh, little I bit behind I the curtain like for you. <laughs> Interviews where the person doesn't know what the question's going to be are usually a bit shit, because you end up going, I actually don't know. Whew, weird. Sometimes those like questions happen, but you need some pre-written stuff. Can, can you put a poll in chat? Cupboard or fridge for ketchup? Let's try doing that. I'll try doing a poll. Uh, we, can re we can revise the results in five minutes. Forward slash poll in the chat. You got this. Cupboard or fridge for ketchup? There Let's see. Cupboard. Oh, turn, turn off bits for extra votes and stuff like that and channel points for extra votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that. It. We'll do it for three minutes. So that is now going there. Cupboard is the only answer, says Bromebot. Sounds like the Ace Trainer Liam fan base are all siding with you here. Sounds like everyone else, though, seems to be a little bit floundering. Now, Liam, whilst I'm trying to get rid of these burps, it is time for me to fade down this jolly, jolly music that we've got. Because Ooh. now it is time for us to move on to one of my favourite features, and a feature that you and I thoroughly enjoyed last time we did this. Friends watching this, it is now time for Haiku Do You Think You Are. Haiku Do You Think You Are is a little feature we made where you guys via Twitter or via Discord will submit various ideas for subject matter and we will pick the one that we think is the best and we will write three terrible haikus or hopefully funny haikus about said topic. The first so one that we have today, the first Hogcast live topic that we have for the haikus, submitted by BumbleCookie on the Discord, is first dates. Now, Liam, would you like to go first? Or Yes. Is okay. there a way I can hear the lovely background music, or do I have to go 
it's because I you have to just go you have to go blind I'm afraid I'll just it's okay it's fine I'll accept I'll watch it back later because then it has its added wonder okay are we are we prepared we're ready whenever you need me in with your with your fabulous introductory skills Liam haiku do you think you are your first one please okay this diner is crap (laughs) why'd they seat us by the bins oh that smell is her (laughs) (laughs) why does it always come back to smells with us two when we're doing these oh oh, i'm gonna start sweating more this is what happened last time we did this oh that was very good okay here's my first one need a first date tip dangle your wang in their drink call it a cocktail (laughs) (laughs) i'm really pleased with that oh i'm very proud of you Oh, oh Lord. remember, we want you guys in the chat to decide whose haikus you thought were better. Well, we've got three entries. So we have three entries here. each. So now it is time for Liam's second entry on the first date haiku. Liam, haiku, do you think you are? Take it away. I, I have to preface this first because this is not. This does not reflect the opinions of Ace Trainer Liam. This is purely a hypothetical character that I am speaking for. Okay. Okay. Just, just do not. Are you going to get me in trouble with this? <laughs> Why isn't she swooning? I just tipped my fedora. God, I hate women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) This is not reflective of GameHog Games or Ace Chain Liam Incorporated. (laughs) No, but it's doing the the incels on the internet. I get, I totally got it. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm sweating again. Oh, good lord. Oh, it's time for mine now, Liam. The temps. (laughs) I've got to start the music again, I'm sorry. That sinking feeling. She just says four simple words. I am a vegan. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being a vegan. I like vegans. I've dated them myself. It's just when you're on a date and you want to sit and appreciate the same food together, when one of you's a meat eater and the other isn't, that sucks. (laughs) Amazing. Last line had six syllables. What was the the first line? What was the first line? What was the first line, Ed? That sinking feeling. That sinking feeling. That's five! Charles can't count. Pass it on. Mm, Charles can't count. Pass it on. Pass it on. That's one of my favourite things that you did on uh, the WTF moments, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, Liam, we have done two each here of our first date haiku do you think you are, but now it is time for you to give us your third and final haiku do you think you are. Take it away, Liam. Haiku do you think you are. I'm a bit annoyed. She looked hotter in her pics. Hope her minge is clean. (laughs) That's the wrong button. (laughs) That's the correct answer from the lyric showdown. That sound made it better. <laughs> that it was one's... like the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. 
So now it is time for my third and final haiku. Do you think you are on first dates as suggested by Bumble Cookie? Thank you very much for this. Any of you guys want to do this, make sure you go to the Discord or tweet me on Twitter at GameHog Games and we might choose yours for next week. My third and final haiku, do you think you are? Is sort of a bit of a dig at Liam, if I'm honest. I've had some bad dates, but at least I didn't poo on the hotel floor. <laughs> you I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> you! <laughs> do you want to tell this story or do you want to move on? Well, I have to now, otherwise there's just this vague, like, what? <laughs> right. Oh. right, buckle up. I oh you arsehole. Well that was what that was right. what caused the issue was your arsehole. <laughs> so back in the day Right, alright, I'll preface this. I suffer with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, right? It, and I have the bad the not the, uh, they're both bad. The both versions are bad. There's one where you can't go, there's one where you probably go when you don't want to, right? So I have the one where you you're 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 generally looser than you would like to be at the best of times, you know, like you, you you can never be convinced that you unfortunately have diarrhea because to you that's every day, you know what I mean? <laughs> Buckle up, this is gonna get nasty. So well actually it's not that bad compared to like what it could have been, what it sounds like. So Gimme a sec, day, gimme a sec, gimme a sec. Restarting the gymnopedia so that this really has its uh okay, okay, <laughs> deep lovely. background. Uh, tell me when you're ready. You're ready, go. Okay, one day at a convention, I'm not going to name which convention, so no one can figure out what my putrid stench smells like. Um, I'm probably someone, uh, this is horrifying because I'm someone that prides themselves on smelling nice, by the way, as well. Um, I took a, I, to quote in between us, I took a risk and it backfired. <laughs> I went to fart and it felt a little bit on the wet side. And I thought, you know, when you fart and you go, oh no. But I wasn't sure, because from that point on, I couldn't really feel like anything had happened. So I thought, maybe it's a false alarm. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're going back to the hotel in like 15, 20 minutes. It's fine. I go back to the hotel. Both of us, I want to go to the toilet and check if anything has happened. My partner at the time, she shall not be named, was like, I really need to piss. Can I go first? And I was like, yeah, yeah, go, go to the bathroom. That's fine. She goes into the bathroom. I go to check my box. I quickly pull my trousers and my boxes down and I'm like, okay, um, like let's have a gander. Nothing in my boxes, absolutely fine. So I pull, I'm like, okay, false alarm. Pull my boxes up, pull my trousers back up, turn around on the floor behind where I'd just been stood, two little tiny droplets of liquid human ooze just nested nicely on the hotel carpet. Just two drops, nothing major, you know. No, no biggie. Just I had a little, a little bit of an accident, and that's okay. I'm comfortable with who I am because I'm human, but that's okay. You're I'm, I'm over it. And uh, so my partner opens the bathroom door. I'm like, "Don't come out here just yet. Just hand me some baby oh. wipes. I'm just gonna clean the floor. That's all. You know, it happens. I'm over it." It's just, it's not that. See, it's not that interesting of a story at the end of the day. Yeah, you say that. I've, I've just been. <laughs> Wheezing uncontrollably with laughter. <laughs> that I think entire it's time. I've told it so many times that now I'm like, it's not even funny, is it? Like, did you at least tip housekeeping? Ask Bro Metapod. Is that a thing? Apparently. Mate, what posh hotels are you affording to go to? This was a travel lodge. If anything, the floor looked better. <laughs> it was right there oh. next to the cigarette burns <laughs> <laughs> and the dead prostitute. 
<laughs> That's Premier Inns for you. That's the end of my appearance on this podcast. See you later, guys. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, okay. Speaking of... I can't of, say the C word, but you could say... You're damn right I can. Right, I'm fading this this happy music... Happy music? Fading this dramatic, <laughs> tense music down <laughs> now. Right. We now have one final feature that we do here on the channel. Wait, so who won? Who do I... Who are IQD... Oh my god. I cued you that you are. Well, that is what we now have to go over to the chat to ask. So while we get ready for this final one, friends of the chat, the cupboard one with 59% of the votes. So you win there. Apparently, cupboard is the right thing. Now, I do need to know who won the haikus. Who do we think has won the haikus this time? Ed won. Ed. Ed wins. Liam wins, says Sophie one. James. That's, it's because of the last one. I beat you in all the rounds that said that, that one. That is true. That I won. I mean, oof, you were both good at haikus there, Ed. I think Liam's were a tad you know funnier. What we should have done? We should have done individual polls for each round, and then Ooh. we'd have a true answer. Well, because maybe I'll do that for next time. just basing it on your last one. Well, why don't, we do, why don't we do that quickly? So mine was, need a first aid tip? Dangle your wang in their drink and call it a cocktail. Mine was, why isn't she swooning? I, oh, wait, no, that wasn't. Mine was, uh, this diner is crap. Why'd they see us by the bins? Oh, that smell is her. Yeah, so which one won round one? That's a tough round. Those are both quite so good answers. Like one and then the name, so we know what you're talking about. Yeah, so like round, one. round one, this is all, all your answers here right now are for round one. Round one, Ed, says Mary and Sean. Seemingly, we're quite divided. Round one, Ed, Ed, well, Ed, Ed. Wow, I'm disgusted. That's, so I seem to have won round one, but a couple of people saying Liam. That was a tough round. Liam, so round two, I said that sinking feeling. She just says four simple words. I am a vegan. What was your second one? Mine was, why isn't she swooning? I just tipped my fedora. God, I hate women. <laughs> <laughs> Yours wins there. I'm happy to give you that one. I, I, I'm proud of that. And one. then the I, last I... one comes down to: I've had some bad dates, but at least I didn't poo on the hotel floor. Mine was: I'm a bit annoyed. She looked hotter in her pics. Hope her minge is clean. <laughs> so who do we think for three, everyone? Right now we're at one apiece. I got the first one. Liam definitely got the second one. Round three Ooh. is dividing people here, Liam. Ooh. Oh, it's it. very hard. I'm going to have to put, pull this up. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's a tie. Seven, People eight, nine, ten for me, fewer for you. The poo story means it wins, apparently. That's what we're going to have to go with here. That's okay. I'm so happy to leave this a draw. I'm happy to call it's, this a draw. It's a draw, mate. It's a draw. We Not drew. Draw. We have. Made him tell a story. That's true. It's tight, unlike Liam's. <laughs> right, so Ooh. now, friends, it is time... For the very last thing that we are going to do on this channel, Liam, by the way, before we do start the final round, I must say, it's been great fun to do this. Thank you very much for being a good friend and Mate, coming on and doing this again. Always, if you're ever short of a guest, just be like, Liam, are you free? I'll always get you back on. We don't have Let's Play God, Mary. No, we have removed Let's Play God and the time travel segment. Those may reappear as smaller questions in other people's interviews. They don't require a whole segment to themselves, I don't think. But we've trimmed the fat a little bit on the podcast to make it better. But like I say, more features will be coming some including double d who's going to bring in an extra feature we're going to call him and he's going to try and make myself and the guest laugh with made up news stories but 
this has always been good fun I, I really enjoy this so thank you very much for doing this and thank you to everyone who has come along and watched but now it is time for me to fade down the happy jolly music this is very evocative of some of the Wednesday things that we do by the way Wednesday 7pm every week we will be doing Lyric Showdown a show where we get people to guess next lines head to head in a very similar format to this so if you guys want to be a part of that come to the Discord which you guys can find in some of the tabs below and in any link in the description from any YouTube video now Liam are you ready to face the Game Hog Quick Fire questionnaire? Let's go. This is 10 questions I have prepared to make Liam very on edge. They are a mixture of things. They are sometimes whimsical questions. Sometimes they're questions about me. Sometimes they're questions about Liam. Liam, are you ready? I am ready for a good time. In that case, I'm going to start the tense music. And we're going to begin. Adrian Liam, are you ready to face my quickfire questionnaire? I've said I'm ready! I had to ask with the music turned on. Yes. Question one, is cereal soup? No. Incorrect. Question two, pineapple on pizza? It depends on the person's preferences and it really doesn't matter because just if you don't like pineapple on pizza, just don't have it. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. Toilet paper, over or under? Under? Over? How do you do over? What the f- or you go, you go, you go round the back, or you go over the front via the balls. No, only, only stupid people go over, under, always. I do both. You're a monster. No points. What tool would you upgrade a unicorn's horn to? Um, a chainsaw. That, that's a good answer. I'll give you that. <laughs> oh, time of writing. What is the worst performing video on the Ace Trainer Liam channel? Oh, do you want me to look it up? No, I like, certainly I'm... do not. I want you to try and guess. Uh, anything involving me being happy. <laughs> Do you actually have a sincere guess? Uh, I, probably some Let's Play that no one gives a toss about, but then complains when I stop doing it. I can confirm it's Xerneas versus Eviltal with 53k views, which is still a very good amount of views. No, it isn't. Apparently it is, according by all your videos that I arranged by most popular. There are Let's Plays that have less than 10,000 views. You are incorrect Fewer. with your research. Fewer. Fewer. Give it to us. You can't Fewer. correct me when you're wrong. Fewer. <laughs> I can. I I'm deflecting. I'm right. deflecting here. Shut up. This is... You're stupid. <laughs> Liam, we're going to repeat some questions that people may not have heard from your previous quickfire questionnaire from the last podcast. Are you ready for these? Go on, go on. An angry otter and an equally as angry stoat walk into a pub that you are working behind the bar at. Both slam their money down and order their drinks at exactly the same time. Both stare at you furiously, anxiously anticipating their quenching beverage. Whom do you serve first? What, is there a badger, otter? It was otter an otter and a stoat. Uh, a stoat, because they're more common in the United Kingdom, and, you know, gotta, gotta help out my friends first. Chat, what do we think of that answer? Otter or stoat, what would you have gone for? I'd have gone for otter, personally, so I'm not sure I'm gonna give you that. Everyone's gonna f do you and McGregor. Sea otter, Acceptable, acceptable. Yeah. People are saying acceptable. Solid answer. Otter, because they're cuter. I think people are... We'll just say that you got it right. Stoat's underrated, mate. Stop this. What flavour milkshake would you throw at a rampaging horse to cease its senseless violence? Uh, Coffee. Oh, flavoured. <laughs> Poor answer. Birdkeeper right, Toby, more like... Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a needlessly cruel thing to say. Love you, Toby. I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> 
Question nine. Which Pokemon never has to pay for their butter? Miltai. Butter free. Oh, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Final question, Liam. And this one is about me. I have two middle names. Name one of them. Or for an extra point, name both of them. Hugo Donald. What? Hugo Donald? <laughs> I mean, we'll have to we'll have to just say that that was right. Hugo Donald, Edward Hugo Donald, James William Templar. That's, that sounds like the name of a pretentious twat like you. That's the that's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, this has been extraordinary fun, as it always is. So I'm sincerely looking forward to being able to do this again with you at some point. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And guys, if you have people who you would like to see on this show, I do have a backlog of people that I will be asking to come on. We have Isla McTeer, who will be coming back on at some yes. point. We have It's Binky B, Bumble Cookie. Yes. We have yes. Friend Jamie. All of these people yes. are going to be coming on at some point. I'm very excited for it. And be sure to tune in next week when we will have another guest on, currently unconfirmed, but it'll be somebody fun and I'm very much looking forward to it. Liam, yes. this was always good fun. I'm sure the VOD of this will make its way onto YouTube and also the audio will potentially make its way onto Spotify oh. or whatever kind of things need to be there. If you'd, have, if you'd have told me that, I'd have recorded my audio separately in Audacity as well for you. That's fine. I wasn't recording Great, my audio. mine's going to sound shit. My, my audio wasn't being recorded, so it's fine. Guys, this has been great fun. I'm looking forward to do plenty more of these podcasts. But finally, from Liam and myself, farewell. Goodbye, friends! Goodbye!